0: Attention everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your
1: radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Welcome to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm your gaming gal, Kalai, and with me today is Roberto. What's up, Roberto?
2: Doing good, feeling good, and enjoying the sunshine.
1: And I'm also joined by Joe. What's up, Joe?
3: What's up, guys? It's good to be back on the show. Uh, I missed you guys last week. Let's talk some
4: games.
1: Uh, I'm also joined by Corey again. Corey, how's it up there in Canada?
4: Uh, A lot better than down there. But that's okay, that's why we're here having this great, positive gaming podcast. of yeah, sucks. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> for, those... <laughs> for those of you that are new to this podcast, we are a conversational podcast by gamers for gamers about gaming. This week, we're going to be talking about our PS5 predictions. But before we get started, let's hop over to our backlog beatdown. Uh, we have JT with 62 because he is climbing. Did you, he got he got the Fable anniversary plat today? Well, I shouldn't. All say, right, I'm so sorry. so Achieve let's let's let,
3: let's let's let the cat out of the bag here. JT sold out. He's like he's like Lex Luger at SummerSlam. He sold out to the Million Dollar Corporation and he bought an Xbox One. Uh, it's a smart move because I know his I know his angle here. He's like, well, if I buy an Xbox One. Now I have Game Pass. So I don't have to pay for any more games for the rest of the year. So he's like this to everybody. Because he's about to run away with this thing. And you know what? Good good job, JT. Um Joe, you, you crushed... Joe, you crushed...
1: You just keep the middle finger on an audio podcast, but you say it's like this. They don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> Whatever.
4: I mean, they can imagine anything so, they want. So they JT's imagine, like... dropping
3: middle fingers on everyone, because he's like, I'm running away with this bitch. Um, JT, congratulations on your Xbox One. Uh, I hope you guys have nothing but years of happiness together. And um, congratulations on Crushing Fable 1, Anniversary Edition, because that game's not easy at any, at any, um, any stretch. It's a fun game, I know you can't get that last trophy and that sucks, and you're sitting at like 90 like eight percent,
5: but uh if you can hear that, that's my golf clap for you golf clap
1: All right, so guess who's in second place
5: uh it's either Daryl or me, so
3: it's Joe
1: it's not Daryl Daryl's behind you by ten games you're standing at. Number two with 39 games.
3: Wait, did Daryl just buy a shitload of games?
1: <laughs> Daryl's got 29. CJ is at 24. James McCall is at 19. He's coming up in the ranks. Roberto is at 19. I'm at 18 because I'm buying games. Tricky Mick is at 15. Gareth is at 11. Homer gets stuffed is at 11. Levi is at 9. Uh, let's see. Levi. Glenn is at 7. T-Bird is at 4, Andrew Middlemoss is at 3, Jim is at 2, Derek is at 1, James McCall is at 1, Joshua Kraft is at 1, Corey Brendan is supposedly at 19, but I'm insisting he makes a post because I'm a dick like that. I have to make a so post to prove my <laughs> we,
3: we, calc- we calculated it. It's a negative 19. Uh, Corey's going for the, the backlog champ trophy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying or, to make it back the, to zero. Or his, or as we like to call it, the, if you ever watch the league, he's going for the Sacco. He's going for the the worst record.
4: I'm going for you know, like when you when they put you in track and field when you're going through high school and stuff. I'm just looking for that participation badge <laughs> as long as I can, like you know, yeah. Hey, he came and showed up today. That's good. Give him a slow clap. That's that's pretty much what I'm going for at this point. <laughs>
3: So is that, like, is that like a dig on American sports? I mean, in Can- Canada, in they do the it same gets-
4: thing. It's the exact same thing.
3: So they give out participation awards for like hockey tournaments? Because I know that's the only sport in Canada. So.
5: Ow. Ow. They give it for everything.
1: <laughs> okay. Veronica is at minus one. Zachary Ledford is minus one. Daniel Jones is at minus three. So keep playing those games, and we'll keep posting them for you. All right. So, Yo, can one
3: of our listeners write a jingle for Backlog Beatdown? Seriously, let's have a contest. Send in your best Backlog Beatdown jingle and we will play them all on next week's show.
0: So, uh, if you well, guys could do well, that. Well, no, be no, awesome. not next
1: week, not next week. Wait. Because maybe <laughs> maybe the great uh, Resident Daryl will actually will sing grace us this.
3: with his pre- he's going to come down to our level off his <laughs> high Loop Bros Mountain and come down and Hang out with us, please? That's amazing. Uh, I would love to hang out with Daryl.
1: No, you... I, was, I was going to say, maybe he'll actually sing the jingle, because he is actually a musician.
3: Oh, maybe shit. He'll...
4: I'm going to have Daryl write us a jingle. Nice. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we also better, we, if, if that's right, you Kalai, you better send him, with your Kalai privilege, a 24-pack of Diet Coke, because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of crack cans. <laughs>
3: I'm talking, I'm, I'm dropping Snyder Cut bombs <laughs> every five seconds in the episode.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, so Roberto Yep Have you been playing anything fun this week Or have you just been cleaning
2: <laughs> Um, funny you should say that um, Looking like the dude from Castaway over there No yeah. No, cause um, you're right Last week I didn't really play a lot of games I was just, cause I'm, I'm looking, I'm actually I have my copy of Sonic Generations And Duke Nukem 3D World's Horror Are missing um, You still can't find them? i have i mean i haven't looked i haven't i started took apart my entire room and i have like a couple more places to go I, I think i'm getting close but
3: it's time to hit the I streets and like put, put them on you know milk cartons and
2: staple their picture onto you know um no, I, can, I can probably find <laughs> oh, a, loose a copy, lamp posts and like a loose uh, caseless copy or something because of what sonic like, generations is, like... and what one Duke Nukem 3D World Tour came out in 2016. I don't have that one, but I do have oh. Sonic Generations. Yeah, what happened was, in, I mean, I'll, I'll cut this, I'll be quick. In 2017, I went to too many games in Oaks, Pennsylvania. John St. John was there, along with um, the lead singer of Crush 40. So I didn't want to lose the games, so I popped the discs out and put them in a CD jacket. Something like the, a regular CD jacket that you would like, keep in your car. And that is hopelessly missing because that was back in 2017. So um, it could be in my basement, it could be underneath the bed. So I got to look. So uh, the reason why I did that was because I got the cases autographed. Uh, John St. John actually autographed my copy of Duke, Duke and World Tour. So um, but anyways, uh, moving forward, though. So, yeah, I've actually been uh, mopped, like playing some uh, familiar games, but I have a couple of new ones to talk about. So uh, let's get started with that. I guess you can say you should
5: stick around. Oh, did you did you play uh? What's Wanker it? Who's simulation? it? Kalai? What? No, the other one.
2: We <laughs> no? talked about.
4: Oh, general Justin. <laughs> Is he
2: just masturbating
3: <laughs> in his spare time?
2: Oh, <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> Oh my god, I was trying to do a move. Oh, good god. No, I can I, I okay, I'm not putting game stuffs on my resume like I said I was going to. Nope. No, No, I, I can't. I yeah,
4: tried. Definitely, I, that's definitely not what you want to come this first is, episode. They no, live into. Yeah, no, no, stick. Let's just dick
0: around. I said stick, and I was no, trying you to. Didn't. Ref- I said. No. Oh, stick I
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Collide, we gotta censor this to start over. I don't know. Um I didn't want to get I didn't want this to go non safe from <laughs> work. I said stick around like you know, stick around. You know, get to the choppa. That's what I should have said. That was oh, I was trying to Oh
1: I, 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 I was very uh, I did not get that. Oh, correctly. so you
2: played you played predator honey grounds. Yes. <laughs> should have just said get to the choppa <laughs> which would have uh. made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was that was a moment um to our audience i'm sorry i, I try and keep things we tr- hey this is this is you know what roberto no. this is what the people want i want to take around is the t-shirt Roberto's face on it.
3: this stick. is what they want
2: <laughs> i said stick around because can we in the movie can we okay he, when they storm that russian camp he throws a knife and it's like the size of a flipping textbook and it goes through the guy's chest and then he's pinned to the wall and then Just he stick goes around. stick yeah. around yes it's one of the most classic lines in all of history.
4: Can we have a a t-shirt made now that says Dick around and then has Arnold Schwarzenegger's face
2: holding we a we up, up throwing
4: a Wiimote through a
3: guy's Please? body. Can someone make that well, t-shirt? Well, there's probably
2: somebody on Fur affinity <laughs> yeah, that can yeah. commission that for 100 bucks. Um, so anyways, um, that being said, okay, so yes, I played the new asymmetrical multiplayer game. I've been meaning to post in the be- backlog beatdown as a minus one. It's called Predator Hunting Ground. So Predator Hunting Ground comes from the same team that made the Friday the Thirteenth game. So as you know, that game was asymmetrical. Uh, the multiplayer, uh, several oh. players had to be were campers trying to escape, and one of them was Jason Voorhees. So as Jason Voorhees, he had to stalk the other players who were pretty much defenseless and kill them. The same principle applies here, except now you're dealing with heavily armed soldiers versus a heavily armed alien warrior. So, I played it all weekend, and I'm pleased to say the game is pretty awesome. Though, content-wise, it's a little light on the bone, light light meat on the bones, and I think that uh, you might want to wait a little longer for there to be more meat on the bones.
3: Did you um Did you have experience playing Friday Thirteenth? The game? No, I played extensively. And I know Corey played a little bit with me, but I, I think I put over 100 hours in that game just to get 50 percent of the trophy list done.
4: Which which blew my mind. The idea that Joe had actually played a multiplayer game and put that in hours. I love the just Friday 13 trophies.
3: franchise, and if I if I had the wherewithal to actually play enough to platinum it, I would. But I'd have to have a, like a really good team with me, and I'd probably have to have a lot of alcohol, or I'd have to have a lot of podcasts to listen to because. As it stands, one. the trophies
2: here, like there's only one tenth of a percent that's that's accomplished to platinum, but they seem doable. I mean, like a lot of them are like playing it a lot, slaying enemies as the predator, slaying enemies as the fire team. Do you have the list so, up right now? No, I don't have. I, I just I've looked at it a lot.
3: Okay, so, so is it similar? So the Friday the Thirteenth list was similar. It was like you had to play X amount of matches as either the predator or X amount of matches as like a counselor. You mean Jason? is it like Corses. that kind of? Yeah, well, yes. yeah, I meant well. Yeah, Jason
2: or the council. Yeah,
3: so it's either predator or a hunter.
2: Yeah, yeah. So here, so let me explain the the, the what the dynamics here. So, sure. there's a lot of good here. The first is that the fire team FPS is uh, part is is pretty accessible. It's it's your standard fl- flare. There's four different classes. You choose one of the classes. You uh, get XP for everything you do, all the objectives that you accomplish, and also use your weapon to dispatch enemies. Now, when you level up your weapons, you unlock more attachments and more weapon skins. You can also customize your human character with different uh, customizations. The newer update, and also the new DLC with with, with the, the with Dutch, the, which I'll get to in a moment, introduces the hammerhead machine gun, which is what Dutch uses in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the machine gun with the grenade launcher that is really powerful. So, uh, really fun weap-well The weapons are generally fun to use. You have sniper rifles too, which I don't know if they're very accessible or not, though, because it's like it's this is a very fluid and fast kind of a game. You have to run, complete your objectives, and and the constant be Uh, when you're the fire team, you are constantly hyper aware of the predator stalking you. Now, if you play this game, and you're a huge fan of the predator, you're going to like this. Sound is everything in this game when it comes to being the fire team and the predator stalking you. The very roars that the Predator makes are all, like, little signals of the status of the player. If you hear that traditional roar when, like, in the movie, when he puts that needle and then the Predator puts the needle in his hip to heal himself after he gets shot a bunch of times, that roar is in the game. So when, that, when you hear that, then chances are the player has healed himself. The Predator is not a tank, but it's not a paper mache It's a combination of both. It can get hurt, it can bleed, it can get a second wind, It can survive, but it can die. Uh, It just depends on how you play as the Predator. Now, this is where things get interesting. The Predator is like an everything-in-one weapons platform. Do you have
3: experience playing as both? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I play both. So you've got wrist blades, you've got disks you've got the plasma cannon on the shoulder, you've got the camo that makes you invisible, you've got decoys, you've got the little needle thing that heals you, You've got all sorts of different things. It's it's so there is a tutorial to how to use him, and it takes him getting used to. And and that's been like kind of the big legacy of Predator and video games. And the only easy way he's used is in that side scroller one for the SNES when it was like AVP or whatever. So, but that's it. Um, using him in the, in the in in other games has been difficult because he has so many systems. Now I have a question. I have a question. Real hang-
3: yes. I have a question. Um, so is it similar to Friday Thirteenth where it's seven on one?
2: No, it's uh, four person. I think it's four, four on one. Four on one. It's okay, five, so they did people. a smart thing.
3: It's very smart. Okay, yeah, they lowered so for- the amount of pe- people.
2: Fire team is okay, four, okay. and then you got one person as the predator. Now, how? One more question. Sorry.
3: Yeah how how good is the um the rate of you becoming the predator? Does do you get often you get a chance to often become the predator because i know on friday the 13th well, Corey and i noticed that like you didn't really get to become jason as much as you were a camp camp, camp counselor it was pretty random
2: i'll get to that in a moment so cool now with the predator you can uh like once again it's it you it, it's the closest you can get to the movies you're high you're running in the trees like a leopard Like you're a tank that moves like a like a like a like a leopard, like a or lynx or some kind of feline in the trees. You're quick, you're nimble, um, and you're high up in the treetops. People can see you, and if they want to, they can take shots. But for the most part, they're going to be distracted with all the soldiers on the ground and the objectives. The best now you do now the best way to defeat your fire team is to somehow isolate them. But it's entirely up to you. It's a very fluid situation when you're the fire team. Like I said. You're constantly scared, because this thing could just come out of nowhere and just completely wipe your team out. I've had several matches where a guy just came in and ruined the day for us. Um, but at the same time, I've had days where the pla- like he's he showed up, and I've shot him a few times, and he went down. Or I wounded him. It was actually pretty cool. And I'll get to that in a moment. Now, as the Predator, if you're good, you can isolate your targets, come in, swoop in, beat the crap out of them with the blade. And yes, you can rip their skulls and their spines out. And when they do that, the player is dead. Now, they can get a reinforcement spawn and, and come back later on. It's a 15 minute round. But ultimately, um, if you can try and do that and take out your fire team as soon as possible, you can. Most of the time, um there are also other times where like people wait until the team has to extract it to the chopper, uh, or the chopper, as they say in the game. Uh, because then everyone knows that they're gonna exfiltrate and then you can just Cut them off before they even get to the helicopter. Now, when all else fails, if you're the predator and you've been downed, you have an opportunity to arm your 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 bomb the wrist on the wrist computer. So yes, you can arm it and do ha 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 and kill the entire team. Or maybe they can survive if they run fast enough. But um, so there's a lot of ways to get a victory or get a l- loss. But ultimately, there's just uh, even losses. There's always XP gained,
4: and it- it's so. I was going to quickly add, so from what I'm understanding, uh, the the Predator basically can only win by either stopping the fire team from completing their objective, or killing them, whereas the fire team can win by outlasting the Predator, doing objectives, and then escaping with at least a person, and is it, am I correct in saying, All that is, it, and- is it PvE?
2: Like Yeah, because... well, it's like, it's PvE and PvP in a sense. So the Predator's the only PvE. You Pv... have the AI soldiers. Yeah, okay, okay. And then, everything you said is correct. Also, you can kill the Predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... Uh, so, and then even stop the Risk Computer, which I haven't been able to figure out yet, but there's actually a trophy for stopping the Risk Computer, so, from going off and blowing up. So, now, if you down the Predator, then you get tons of XP because you have to defend the body from other soldiers, and then you get a big bonus of Veritanium and XP. Now... I'm going to wrap up my thoughts here. Um, Now, to answer Joe's question, here's the not-so-good. There's three maps. You're going to see a lot of jungle. You're going to see the same jungle over and over again. You're going to see the same temple all over again. You're going to see the same satellite dish over again. You're going to see the same trees over again. You're going to see the same lagoon over again. Over and over and over again. There's, like... I mean, the objectives change, and where you deploy changes, but it can get old pretty fast with seeing the same exact maps. Wasn't Friday the 13th, wasn't just two? Do you think that's a hindrance? Okay. So uh, the- Friday
3: the 13th is three. Same. Um, but I, I don't think that was a hindrance because the maps are so well designed. You should really play Friday the 13th. We should actually anyway, all play it together. Well, I think, what are you are saying, Corey? I was going to say, I think Friday the
4: 13th originally only started with like one, if not two maps. And I think the it, it was, kind of... It was two and went yeah, to four, maybe. But it's then what four. it was is because yeah. the maps were the exact same, it came to a point where the strategy was... Because I guess Friday the 13th against the Predator is a little different. Like Friday the 13th, Jason was pretty much like if you could kill Jason, that was like a hell of an accomplishment. It
2: wasn't like everybody, yeah, it's top right. tier. They- it kind of feels the same way with, with, with the Predator, too. Now, to answer Joe's question before about queue times, now you can get into a queue to be fire team. And during my weekend play, it was an average of 26 seconds to join a match and be a member of a fire team. Cool for the Predator. Uh, regrettably, it, we're averaging four to five minutes, maybe even longer than that. oh so
3: like you went into a queue to select which one you wanted to be and you just wait until like that yeah that slot generated that's actually a cooler way to do it because in friday the 13th you were like random you could pick whether to be jason or a counselor but it was a preference thing and then it would automatically match you and if you were the only one that wanted preference to be jason in the entire match it would most likely make you jason but not always right so then
2: um and like I said, and then also the customization options are there. You could be a male predator, you could be a female predator, you could be a berserker class, which is like a big, beefy and absorbable damage predator. So, yeah. And like I said, there's no single-player campaign. None of that. So your obje- enjoyment is going to be based upon the knowledge and excitement that you have of the predator and also, and also the fact that you have um, it, it, it really does use the license very well. To, uh, now, the reason why I purchased this game is because they sold me on the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger reprises his role. They, and it wasn't just a skin. They got his look, likeness, and voice, and including uh, a little side story that you got to get to know as you level up. As you know, Predator was an ama- lightning in a bottle. A great adventure, action-fueled movie that has elements of sci-fi, sci-fi horror, um, suspense straight up blowing up 80s action but it was bolstered by the fact that it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and you know especially like he 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 like he carries an already great movie and um it's cool cuz the recordings actually mention like you know like how he's doing so many years after the Valverde incident as it's known in the movie it's like you know you know it's like October 1991 you know, you know I'm in rehab for the radiation poisoning that I received from predator, my whole team was wiped out. I must find out where these predators are coming from. It hunted us for sport. I, you know, I can't do this accent. I used to. So wait,
3: it's like a sequel. It like goes back.
2: In a in a, it's a kind of a sequel. At least at least this update that was launched like a week ago or two weeks ago. That's with, pretty with cool. Dutch and I
3: Yeah, I, I actually like that. I think that's a pretty cool concept. Like. Because it takes something that people are familiar with and puts it into a, into like a new setting and a new game to try and draw more eyes towards that game. I, it got you. Well, I like mean, I they said, got me from just,
2: the once, once like, and that's how I got the hammerhead rifle. Like once that was introduced, it just said, "I'm going to get this game." And you know, I mean, they got me because I love Friday yeah. Thirteen. No, now they yeah, did an amazing why, job you, on that game. Quick question for can you: why, Do you have any uh, oh okay was inputs in... on anything? Are you familiar with Predator?
1: I'm familiar... Familiar with the concept of the game, the one versus four, um, which is not a style that I particularly like. I am more of either a first-person shooter or something with a storyline. So, like, I had trouble getting to any games like this.
2: Right. So, what about the movie?
1: Uh, no, never really seen the Predator movies.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Well, damn Jam. That's one movie I won't be spoiling. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, if you can, Kalai, um definitely, you'll like it. I, I promise you, you'll like it. Um, it's an amazing film. Everyone likes it. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's great. You can laugh at it. It's, but you know, with it, I should say, great action. So definitely, uh, I, I, I'd highly recommend it for you and Jim. Um, anyways, okay, so I've, I've kind of gone on about that. Let me just wrap up my other ones. Uh, here's a cool one on the Switch. That I have to also do a minus one for because, but I couldn't help it in buying it. F one seventeen A stealth fighter. Ooh,
1: that actually doesn't surprise me for you. <laughs>
2: um, anyone, a- anyone know what the F one seventeen A stealth fighter is? Come on, uh, it's a plane. It's a plane. It's a plane. No,
5: I'm trying to remember. Isn't that uh no? Why do I have a feeling that's a Blackbird?
2: Oh, okay that 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 uh that's the SR seventy one. That's the big long one. Yeah, into the yeah. Spaceship. Okay. You're close though, because both are like ha- are very have a their fuselage is painted jet black and yeah. and, and you know they have a very distinct design. So um, okay, I can't. I don't know if I can blow this up here, but um, okay, if I can try and let me see if I can try and do this here for the camera. So, for those that don't know. The United States military had one of the most top secret aircraft in the entire world in the early 1990s all the way to like the late 2000s. It was an aircraft so secret that if you knew about it and you told anybody about it, then you're going to probably go go to jail. And it was it was sworn to secrecy. It was called the F-117 jet fighter. It was this uh Stealth Gate the uh, aircraft, um, and uh, let me just, yeah, uh, you know, let me just take like see if I can try and put it over here, real quick for you guys to see. Um, okay, if you guys can kind of look, it looked like that, it looked like a spaceship. You see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's oh, what yeah. I thought. Yeah, so, yeah, so get this. This is why I'm, I'm a little, I'm geeking out a bit. So, in the, uh, back in the 1990s, there was a company called Microprose or Micropose. They released a lot of military esque video games with simulator elements for a lot of systems, including the Super Nintendo. One of the first games I remember getting was a game called F Super F Fifteen Strike Eagle. It took some liberties because I mean, not that I'm a military expert, but that's a large Air Force aircraft. that's not supposed to be take off an aircraft carrier, and they they that's what they do in the game. You take off on an aircraft carrier, but the purpose of that game was to fly the F Fifteen and go on missions for the UN and. You know, um, save the world, uh, protect democracy, you know, and the, you go into Libya and you go into You Mir- you know, you go into the Middle East and you go to Asia and, and the F-15 and stuff. And I used to play the heck out of that game. It was it had combinations of dogfighting, like it would go into a first person and you had to splash bandits, as they say. And in other parts of the game in the SNES, you had to destroy land targets. So you had to like, die bomb in or, or take off. You had to land your aircraft. You had to take off. On your aircraft, and I just had a lot of fun with that because it was, you know, planes, and I just loved the aircraft, and I still do, um, because of the design and, and and the technology and all that stuff. It's it's fascinating stuff. So anyway, so out of complete surprise, they decided to release this game. It's from Microprose. It's from 1990. It was, uh, I think, on NES and also on uh, com- com- computer systems at the time, on the eight bit, and it's uh, it was only 2.99. Like the uh, uh, on the uh, on the eShop, and I'm just like, okay, let me play it. So, as for the game, you got to grow on it. It takes some getting used to, guys. It's it because it it, it it I think it was on the NES, and it has the NES game pa- controls like mapped to the to the Switch uh, controls. And it's like like so the plus button is like the start button, and then the X button it does something else. So it's like it takes some getting used to. And this is dogfighting on a Nintendo, so it's not Ace Combat, you have to, like, you, you really have to look at your numbers to know how high you are, or how low you are, because everything looks the same, kind of, and, you know, the way the missiles fire, and the guns fire, and you have to regulate your fuel, because if you run out of fuel, you crash, but there's two really cool things about this game, first is that it has save states, so... These missions are a little difficult, so you can have a safe state, and you're, by the way, you're constantly being fired upon, you know, like, if you get too low, then the aircraft, anti-aircraft card starts to kill you, and, or, you know, people's up on your missile trail, they, your trails, and they fire missiles at you, and then it can damage your, your aircraft, um, so, you have safe states, which is fantastic, and then also, you have a rewind feature, like, Prince of Persia, but, like, when you hold it, it's like a VHS, it rewinds all the way to whatever, so if you mess up, you can, you can start it up again, um, so, and also you have... For, go-
3: for those of our listeners who are not, you know,
2: old enough, what is a VHS? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's a good question. So, um, yeah, it's 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 neat. And then also you have to p- save your password and then punch it in when you want to come back to it. So that way you uh, you continue the rest of the game because there's like seven levels. Like I p- finished Libya, now I have to go to, I- like the next level is to go to Israel. So, um, it's nice. I, it, it's very old-fashioned it reminds me of gaming back in the 1990s and what it was to be back then and you know what like the you know coming from an army dad you know like what our military was and what it stood for at the point and it was it was really cool and also it reminded me of good memories my uh my dad took me to an air show at, at um McGuire's air force base which is about an hour and a half from here and we saw planes and it was cool and Out of nowhere, they they called in a stealth fighter, this Nighthawk that happened to be in the area. And they just said, oh, you know, we got we got a surprise guest. Patch Adams coming in from Colorado, you know, in his Nighthawk. And he flew real low and it looked like a spaceship, you know, it was like has a diamond look to it and stuff. And he's just, you know, having fun in that aircraft. And I'm just like, yeah, this is cool. This is rare. And then that was the only time I saw that aircraft because then they retired it. So really cool stuff. Alright, let me uh, wrap up my selection here. Um... <laughs> with, um... Arrest of
5: a Stone Buddha. Interesting. Is this on Switch? What PlayStation? I got nothing. <laughs> Switch. It's also, I think, on PC. So, let's talk about gangster films. Favorite fi- gangster film, Kali. Uh... Oh, come back to me.
2: Okay. A uh, come of good fellows.
5: Good fellows. All right.
2: Uh, Joe. Good fellows. Favorite gangster film? Good fellows. It's Good fellows as well. Okay. All right. What do you think, Claude? You got it, or should I? Get-
1: <laughs> I see the character, and I just can't think of the name of the movie. It's the movie where the gangster, where the guy was a mob boss and he's telling the story to a little boy, and now he's a... A, a Bronx uh... no. no. she's
4: talking to... Oh, uh, and... I watched this one, too, and, um... Wait, no. Shit. And it's the he idea that gonna... the boy... It, originally, he's actually not a mobster family, and it's uh, Robert De Niro's dad, right? And he's a taxi driver. Or a, a bus driver. No. No, no,
1: no. Oh, Okay. No, no, Different no. One. no, no. So, so, no, no. So now Just he is... He's... The, the boy was caught stealing puppies because he's a pet owner. And so he tells him the story of him being, it's, it's got a famous actor in it. Oh my God. And in the end, they're trying to run from the police in the car and he's like pulling all these, like, he's like pulling the paint off the car and it's switching colors. Oh my God. Keep going. I'm going to go look it up. Hold on a second. Clive
5: for once he, has spoiled the movie. Johnny,
1: Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Dangerfield. Wow. I'm going to watch I'm
5: this movie now because I don't think I've okay. ever seen
2: this movie. I bring this What's up that? because you've never po- heard of
1: Don. Wait, wait! You've never heard of Johnny Dangerfield? I've heard of it. I heard
2: of Rodney Dangerfield, but that was a cartoon <laughs> with a dog. Well, those weird. Or Rodney cartoons. Dangerfield? Yeah, you know, the famous comedian. I
1: think I gotta look it up. Keep going. I'll get back. No,
2: Rover Dangerfield. That was the one. But anyways, okay. Yeah, wasn't he that played was by Rodney?
3: One. Wasn't he played by Rodney Dangerfield? Rover I think Dangerfield?
2: So. Anyway, my point is with this one. So,
5: um.
2: So this one is like a crime side-scroller game from, um, from Circle Entertainment. I got in touch okay. with them on Discord, and uh, thank you for the uh, review key. I'm going to get a couple levels in before I, I do a final review. So far, it's, it's pretty solid. The only thing I, I think that it could have used some work is it doesn't necessarily tell you what you're supposed to do. You kind of have to figure things out on your own. Um, and then the stuff that you want to do, like, it doesn't really necessarily is clear how you can do those things, because, like, between missions, you can explore a town. Um, but at the same time, the game has evokes a very strong golden heart gangster film. Uh, they say in the description it's inspired by, like, movies like Carlito's Way, with, um, didn't, with, not with, uh, yes, with Pacino, because you know, here's a guy, He's he's been racked up in this crime, and now he wants to just tie all the loose ends, get the hell out of there, and run away with his girl. So, um, it's kind of like that, you know, the madness of things, but um, it's pretty cool. Now, some people might get a little bit, you know, might not like the gameplay. Um, the character moves slow, and you get literally hundreds of bad guys coming at you from left and right. And it, in a sense, it becomes a little bit like a slow version of Contra, where you have to shoot everybody coming from both sides. But at the same time, the presentation, the gameplay, the music, it's pretty exciting. I like it, you know, and it's like, it, it, it does get that pulpy, gangster noir style, you know? It's, it's, so it's, it's pretty
3: it's neat. Gangster contra is what
2: you're telling me. Yeah, just, you just have to get used to the character because he moves very slowly. But you can like, the guys come at you left and right, you have shotguns, you have rifles. You know, and then uh, you can like break people's arms and grab their guns and go and dual wield. And Kali seems to have an answer.
1: Yes, it is. Are you ready, Johnny? Dangerously, it's got Joe Piscavo. Uh,
4: when did this? When did this yeah, come no, out? Yeah. Let's just. When did this come out, Kali? Nineteen
1: eighty four. Oh,
4: okay, that makes sense. Of why I have never heard of it, then.
1: Oh my god, it's hysterical! It's like a comedy. And he and one of the famous lines is he takes them and he hangs them up onto a um onto a uh a coat hanger, and he's like, "My mother hung me on a coat hanger once once. I'm telling you it is the funny I can't believe it it's got a famous actor in it I can't think
2: yeah I'm looking at it right now six it's ninety three percent like this movie according to google uh six and a half." out of ten on IMDB, 3.6 out of 5 on Netflix DVD, 44% of Rotten Tomatoes. And Um, it's played
1: by it's played by Michael Keaton, plays the main character who I was trying to think of. I could see his face but I couldn't think of his name.
2: Interesting. Wow. You know I might have to I
4: might have to go back and you know watch a movie before I was born.
2: Right. So in any (laughs) case, um (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You guys it's it's pretty cool. I gotta work on it more. I mean, I've just been trying to mop up some other games too, you know, and, and that's like the last of the newer ones. Um I'm hoping to try and play some more new stuff over the, the next week. Uh last so just uh the last couple of thoughts that I've been playing. Um I played uh Valhalla. I finished that. It's the Cyberpunk bartending uh game. I mentioned this on the show before. Yep.
4: I remember you talking beautiful
2: about beautiful ending. I finished it yesterday and you know, like I'm not gonna lie, it, it, it gets you, you know, it tugs at your heartstrings and stuff, you know, but once again, a beautiful game, I can't wait for Nirvana, and I, I also love the the lore that's there and everything, so I, I encourage everybody to please pick that up, um, no matter who you are, just get that on whatever you got, you know, PC, PS4, Switch, Vita, I think it's on Xbox, I'm not sure, um, I also am hoping to finish Cosmic Star Heroine tonight, 100% with Platinum, and then, um, I played one other game, it's gonna be so uh, called Hyper Ride. I got it for 19 cents on the Nintendo Switch eShop. Oh yeah! And I beat it inside of 30 minutes. I was so disappointed. Except at the same time, I was like, okay, for 19 cents, you can go horribly wrong. It's literally Star Fox for four, for 30 minutes, like, but not even 30 Star Fox because at least Star Fox had like 30 levels. This had like four levels, and then it just ends. It's like, it was cool for what it was, but I'm just like, oh my god! 19 seconds! (laughs) Um, yeah, so, that's gonna, um, do it for me. So, alright, let's move on. So, who wants to go next?
1: Uh, Joe, why don't you go?
2: Okay. I mean,
3: I'll, I'll keep it relatively short. I mean, I know I haven't been on the show for a few weeks, but, like, to recap, um... This week, I played The Witness. I don't know if any of you guys have played The Witness. Do you, any of you guys have experience with The Witness? Yep.
2: It's a puzzle game from the guy from Braid, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, okay. and I, Jim beat that game. I couldn't get that far in that game.
3: I beat it. Um, I did use walkthroughs, because at a point, <laughs> I just said, fuck it. <laughs> and I just wanted to beat it. And then, So, for those of you who haven't played it, it's a puzzle game that will, will melt your brain. Because it's, it's, okay, so they teach you how to play the game as they go, but they really don't teach you how to play the game, if that makes sense. Like, they give you kind of mini tutorials, but then they don't really tell you, they don't remind you later on that, okay, this is how to do this, and there's no way to go back and see those tutorials again, so it's like, you really need to learn how to play. So basically, it's, it's a game where you draw lines. That's the basic, the most basic way I can explain the game. You draw a line from point A to point B, and you connect them, right? And you unlock doors, and then you move on, right? Okay, so that's the misleading um, explanation of this game, because that's how most people are like, "Oh, you just draw lines, and it's forty dollars, and it's not worth it." First of all, the game is absolutely gorgeous, like gorgeous. It's a, it's such a beautiful game. Um, I'm, I'm sure Kali with their PC master racist over there. <laughs> master um, racist. I'm sure. I'm sure it looks. I'm sure it looks gorgeous. And, I haven't uh,
1: played it on my good system because I was probably looking. has probably has
3: ray tracing and has teraflops and teraflops and can do taxes and shit. But <laughs> it's it's a gorgeous game. It's beautiful. Um, it's set in the backdrop of many different um, many different areas, like a jungle, um, a Chinese uh, Zen garden, a mountain range, uh, a sawmill. Popular places such as underground bunkers, you know, it's got all—it's all your favorite hotspots that you'd want to visit in this world. So basically, you're connecting lines dot to dot, and as you get further, they throw more complications into the puzzle. Like, okay, so there's these two orange square, orange, um, orange shapes, right? And what you have to do is you have to make sure that when you're making the lines and you're going from point A to point B through the grid box, and the grid boxes kind of remind you of like graph paper when we were children. And people who play this game like for real and people who speed run this game take out graph paper and they lay it on like a desk and they draw all the lines with with, you know, a pen and paper. It's pretty cool. I've watched people do it online anyway to get back to the game. um, So you have two orange dots and you need to go from point A to point B and there's only really one path to do it or a few paths to do it. And you kind of have to use your brain because the two you have to you have to separate the blocks by color in the beginning that's the first puzzle they show you okay so if there's purple and red you have to make sure that they're separated and they're not in the same when you make the line you have to make sure that they're not in the same quadrant on each half of the line if they are then you can't move on yeah i know roberto i know i see you over there shaking your head you're like i don't know if i can do this no it's actually roberto it's so fun um it really in a game is it's gorgeous. And when you get to the end and you see the ending, when you get to like fly over the whole level when you beat it. Uh galai there is no credits for this game, which I thought was kind of weird. And when you beat it, it literally just does that thing where it like sets you back to the beginning of the game and just makes you play it again. That's all it does. I was like, "What the what?"
0: Yeah. But I love.
3: Wow. I mean, it took a while. I'll tell you the most bullshit thing in this game. They made it cheat-proof at the end of the game. And I'll tell you how they did it. So you can use a guide through 98.8% of this game. And when you get to the final door before the final area, it has a timed... Not only is the puzzle timed, so you step on you step on a platform, and it pulls up this um, this wooden panel. And it has a puzzle on the left and a puzzle on the right. And you have 30 seconds to solve the... You have not even 30, maybe 30 seconds to solve... One or both of these puzzles, and if you don't solve them, then the wood goes back down. But
5: Kalai, you'll say, okay, that's not that bad because you can just look it up online, right? Yeah. No. It's the only part in the game
3: where the puzzles are fucking randomized. Ask Corey because we should have recorded me trying to beat this segment in the game. It's pretty funny. I was like, f- I was cursing every five seconds because I would get close to solving one of the puzzles. And it would reset and it, and it closes down and you don't have a chance to retry that puzzle because it gives you a completely new one. So they made it. So you couldn't just look up a guide to beat this final portion of the game. There is a way that, um, so there is like, there's people who are crazy and started compiling all the possible puzzles you can get onto a single website. And if you can, they made it so you could screenshot it, but then the creators found out about it and they patched it. So like, you can't pause the game anymore. If you pause the game now, It automatically shuts the puzzle and reopens it and gives you a new one. It's like a big middle finger. It's like fuck you. You're not cheating the ending. So it's like it's like if you could cheat all the way to this point and you don't know how to play the game, you're pretty fucked. Um, Luckily, I did play enough that when I got to the end, I knew what I was doing enough to beat the final part of the game. But it did take about an hour to unlock that door. Yep.
0: I was there every bit of the way.
4: The swearing. I was like God. The almost throwing up right now. The-
3: oh yeah, there's a point in the game, Clyde, where they give you puzzles, but the faster you move the white line, the faster it spins the puzzle in the circle. Oh god. So I'm like literally, I'm literally like, trying to move the puzzle from the left, the line from the left to the right, slow enough so it's not making me want to hurl. And I'm like, Corey's listening to me go like, because uh, I'm like, <laughs> trying not to throw up as I'm like moving the line. And rotating the puzzle because, and then once you rotate the puzzle, it disorients where the where you are in the puzzle, and it like shifts your controller from like left to right because it because your controls are once it spins the puzzle, your your controls are opposite. It's oh, the game is so like it made it made my brain hurt at the end. And then ask Corey like the last very very last thing you have to do these puzzles on poles, and like the poles move as you're doing the puzzle. So I literally had to take the solutions and cut them offline and put them in Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> so I could pause the game every time I did a step and like cross out where I was on the puzzle. The, be- the best so was I wouldn't like guess- the best for this was
4: I was just, disoriented and I was just listening to Joe and he's like left, okay pause, right, pause, up, uh, pause, up. down, pause, left again, pause, and I'm just like listening to him solve this entire puzzle just. Oh, It was great
3: because I had to say it to myself while I was doing it because it was just getting so like so arduous at that point. Um, I have one more trophy left to get the platinum, but the problem with that trophy is I had to do something earlier in the game to unlock that particular mechanism and I'll go back. I think I'm going to go back and figure it out, but I was telling Corey fuck the end of that challenge because that challenge is 15 consecutive randomized puzzles. Fifteen wow. of them collide, not 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 one like the end or two at the end. Fifteen of them back to back, and you have to solve all of them to get the trophy,
5: and you have to solve them all to get the trophy.
2: That's just that's that's mean.
5: Well, the game Jesus, just makes it so at the mean.
2: end, it's like and
3: it's a well, it's a well earned platinum. People who have it respect. Like you're pretty good at puzzle games. Um, just to close out on that game. I I just mentioned like one of the type of puzzles. They have like a puzzle where like there, there's a triangle in the middle, and you have to make sure the line only touches the triangle on cert- on the points of the triangle, and then goes out to the right exit. And there's like bridges and uh, oh, the game's pretty cool. You guys should check it out. It's called The Witness. I know it won
4: a whole
5: bunch of awards. PS Plus. It, came out.
3: Wow. it was on PS Plus. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it, it definitely proves that not all the games that they give us on PlayStation Plus
5: are straight garbage. <laughs>
2: right um what else heavy rain oh, i i beat
3: i beat heavy rain uh last week when i wasn't on the show and for, uh that's probably my favorite um cage game by far like and i played both that and detroit become human i haven't played um do Souls. i played enough of it to give my i played enough of it to give Don't my opinion on it i played I've, i played about half of it uh it's okay I think the strongest writing is definitely in Detroit Become Human. It's the best written of the three. I just think the mechanics in um, Heavy Rain, while they weren't as fine-tuned as they are when you get to Detroit Become Human or in Beyond Two Souls, they are just, they're legendary because it sets, it's like playing a game that was so revolutionary and groundbreaking and playing it 10 years, basically 10 years later, and it still holds up except for some of it's a little wonky here and there. But I don't know. Do any of you guys have experience playing Heavy Rain yep. before we move on? Before I, before I move 100% on?
4: 100%. Beat it when it first came out. I
3: remember it was revolutionary when it first when came it, out. I remember it, yeah. people wanted a PS3 to play well, that Well, was,
4: it, was, it was very... The, the problem is on the PS4, it's a little bit tougher. I find the 6-axis the isn't as strong as the 6-axis was on the No, three. it
3: doesn't work as well as the PS3. Six so six axis, no.
4: it's a good game. Uh, the big thing, too, when you you look at Heavy Rain compared to, at the time, that was the real first game to have a cinematic where there was no cuts. Your cinematic and your game were pretty much the same thing. Like, you would be watching a video thinking it was, oh, hey, this is a cinematic, and then next thing you know, it's like, oh, fuck, I have to, like, dirt, dart my controller a certain way or <laughs> move buttons. And it was a fir- it was the first game that anyone ever played where really whatever choices you made made consequences and you felt that you failed like that was the big thing when i played heavy rain the first time there was a lot of things where i'm like oh fuck i failed this and then like oh my god my character died and you're like what the fuck you're like how do i go back how do i save him what do i have to do that makes this different and that was really one of the big things so i i
3: got i got to the point where i was like halfway through the game right and for the first half i used a guide because i wanted to get as many trophies as i could And then, as you guys know, I made my famous uh, State of the Union address, or State of the Trophy address, where I was like, I don't know if I want to play for trophies anymore. And from that point on, I played the game as it was meant to be played, and I just played it to play the experience, and if I made mistakes, I didn't go back and fix them. And I found out that I had a better experience of the game, and it made me want to go back and play it again. Not just for trophies, but just to to relive the story. It's kind of like my experience with Until Dawn. If, if for those of you who have listened to this show from the beginning, your favorite game ever, I will ad nauseum, I will ad nauseum tell you that that's my favorite PS4 game. And people tell me I'm crazy because with all the good PS4 games, we have gotten, they're like, that's still your favorite. It is. It's my favorite game. It just, it's the first game that I played on PS4 that I was like, oh man, I'm playing something next gen. Like this game looks amazing. I, I mean, it's not the greatest gameplay game but I, I just felt like the game was so great, and I love horror movies, and I love slasher movies, and it was just, it was everything I wanted it to be in a game. Everyone hyped it up so much, and it really delivered. It's such a great game. If you guys
2: haven't checked it out, check it out. It's PS Plus!
3: Uh, Roberto, have you played Have you played Heavy Rain?
2: I've been meaning to, um, I kind of want to finish Detroit first before I move on to the others. Uh, I have a friend, I I think that's smart. Yeah, I have a friend that played uh, Beyond Two Souls, she loved it, and uh, but that's like that's her niche. I don't know what you want to call that, but she's very she's big into anime. Visual and novels. She's big into no, no, no. What I mean is like her just her personality, my friend Mare. She has she loves um uh anime. That's her big thing. Anything animation. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to film and things like that, she really likes um that kind of like fantasy type su- or supernaturalism like she likes she loves life is strange which I have to work on uh there's an anime called ya Hana, which is like supposed to make you ball your eyes out cry because it's so sad at the end um and then she likes like she told me a lot about beyond two souls and then she also likes stranger things so i guess because of just that that interesting dynamic um with 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 the supernatural so i've been mean i i have been intrigued she told she told me a lot about it and she really likes it so. Uh, that's something I want to uh, inevitably get to. Um, Alright, so know. I got, I got so, one more yeah. game
3: to talk about, and this is what I've talked about a lot of the show. It's, pro- it's my favorite Switch game. So, yeah, I played a lot more Hyrule Warriors. I got back into it. I'm, I'm rededicating myself to the cause, and I, I want to 100% this game. And I know it's going to take like 400 hours to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be one of the very few that has done it.
1: How do you yes. 100% the game? I'm curious
3: so you need to max out every single character to level 255 you need to unlock everything on every map which requires an a rank on every map you need to unlock all the medals, which requires killing millions and millions of enemies uh getting a ranks on all the missions there's a whole list it's ridiculous Kali. like gerard the completionist still hasn't done it and he's over 300 hours now at least Because I I messaged him a while back, and I was like, hey, did you finish it yet? And when I spoke to him at Completionist Live, that is the one question I asked him. Because I had one question, and I was just like, hey man, are you ever going to complete Hyrule Warriors? It's my favorite Switch game. And he's like, it's in the works, dude. He's like, but it's taking forever. And you know, because it's your favorite Switch game, that it's just super addicting. For those of you who don't know, Hyrule Warriors is a, a Musu game created by the same people who created Dynasty Warriors. Um... And basically, it's just Legend of Zelda skinned. But where the game is amazing and so it sucks you in is the unlockables. You can unlock different characters like like um, Rivalio from um, Revalio and the enemy from uh, Link Between Worlds. You can unlock the characters from Link to the Past. You can unlock characters from all different Zelda games across all of the games in the history of Zelda. All the way up to the most recent game. You, um, you use Amiibos to get weapons to get, um, rubies every day. There's so many things you can do in the game. You have so many different weapons to use with each, um, each character. Like Link can use a fire rod. Link can use a master sword. He can use a regular sword. He can use a sword and shield. He can use, uh, um, there's Linkle. Linkle's in the game. They created Linkle for this game. Well, actually, I think she was created for Hy- Hy- uh, the Hyrule Crossbow game, if I'm correct. Hey, buddy! Remember the Hyrule? I Promo do. You, the game? the, 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 the one, one, one that for
2: invented for Hyrule Warriors. Link, Why, Link was in. Link was you, in there. Have you ever had an interest in any of that? The the Hyrule Warriors, Muso games, anything like that? You
5: played Fire Emblem Warriors, didn't you?
1: So I bought uh I bought the Hyrule Warriors game for the Wii U, and I hadn't quite gotten into playing it yet because I had other games. So I let my friend borrow it. Oh. By the time he gave it back, I got I had a switch, <laughs> so I really didn't get to play it. And I was like, well, you know, why would I play it on there when I can play it on the switch? Well, I'll and have I to tell the- you
3: that, like to answer your question on that, Kali, the switch version, the definitive version is the best version because it slams all the stuff from all of the it slams the stuff from the base Wii U, the base Wii game or the Wii U game and the 3DS um, like re-release of it where they added the like the legend stuff, which is like. All of the DLC for the game, which is like Legends of the of the, um, the Sea King and um, Majora's Mask and all and every all the Zelda maps, all the ones based on like each game individually as a different like adventure mode map. They added that all into the Switch version and they only, they charge 60 bucks for it. I paid over 120 bucks just for the, all the shit on the 3DS, which everyone calls the inferior version. And I put 55 hours on the inferior version. I played it for I played it for two and a half hours on the way to Florida on my flight. I played it like all day when I was at Disney the first day I was there when I was walking around. I I love Hyrule Warriors. It came out the day it came out for Switch the day I left for Disney. I had to wait a whole entire fucking week to play it on Switch. You remember?
5: I
1: do, I remember.
3: I was so fucking mad because the game came out the day I left for vacation. But the one rule my wife said about going to Florida was I was not allowed to bring my Switch.
4: I remember that. And I
3: agreed, because and I, agreed because I said, well, we're on vacation, I have my 3DS, I'd, I'd rather, if I lost anything, my 3DS, if I lose my 3DS, I, it would suck, I would lose a lot of games, I'd lose a lot of money, but if I lost my Switch, I'd probably be devastated, and I'd probably, like, go into, like, I don't know, I'd probably lay in the fetal position and cry all day.
1: Now, do you like this <sighs> game better than the Fire Emblem Warriors?
3: Yes, um, only because the unlockable system is way better way better so like for instance like if you have to do certain objectives just like in dynasty warriors i know cory's has experience playing dynasty warriors a lot of experience as do i and when you kill a certain amount of enemies or you take out certain forts you get certain chests to appear in the map and when you open those chests they give you rewards that you wouldn't get any other way on those maps and that's the same thing that hyrule warriors does the good, th- the cool thing about these games and the massive amount of replay value they offer is they don't tell you how to unlock this shit. So it's trial and error. Like, it shows you an adventure mode map and it has like, so the adventure mode maps are cool because they're actual maps of the original Zelda games. Like, the original map for the original Zelda game is in this game. So it's a grid and it's all the, all the spaces are a separate mission, right? And to unlock, the, uh, unlockables in each mission you have to use a compass that you have to beat a level. You get a compass. Once you use a compass, it tells you how it tells you what item you need to use to unlock the unlockables, whether it's the it's the um the harp or it's the um, the gloves to move rocks. And it's set up the same way as the original Zelda map. So if you knew what moved, um, if you know what boulders to move out of the way and what bushes to burn in the original game then you can get all the unlockables in this game pretty quickly in the adventure mode. But the adventure mode is just the tip of the iceberg because you have Legends mode, which is the actual story mode of the game, which takes you through the original story of the game, which is pretty cool. So like, there's like this sorceress named Sia, and she comes in, and she wants to pretty much resurrect Ganon. So to do that, she needs the three pieces of the Triforce, right? So she gets the three pieces, she unlocks Ganon, and she unleashes him on the world, right? Well, the problem is no one can control Ganon, right? So she's pretty fucked, too. So even though that she's so she so then it becomes it, it, it's not just one army you're fighting. Now you're fighting Sia's army and Ganon's army. So it becomes three army. It becomes uh, like you versus two other armies at that point. I, I just love this game. I, I can't talk enough about it. I think it's well worth the $60 that I paid for it. And I, I still have it on the 3DS. I have it for the Wii U. Um, I would definitely say if you guys want to play a meaty experience and you want to play something that has a ton of replay value on the Switch, I would pick up Hyrule Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. Uh, Corey, what did you play this week?
4: Well, I mean, we played a lot. Um, Just to start out, uh, me and Joe beat Division 2, whether Tricky likes to believe it or not. We beat it. And if Tricky wants to argue with us, he can sit there and pay for the premium pass that will then delete the invasion missions from the game. And complete them automatically, and we completed the entire story. So, that's the first thing. Uh, second thing, I've been playing. Uh, I, I I got into Skyrim. Uh, as we know, it's all a great game. Uh, after playing Blades for a lot, I decided to like pop on Skyrim and play through that. I mean, the enhanced version fixes a lot of the stuff that I had problems with in the original. Load times are better. It's not taking me five minutes to walk through a thing. Uh, my only—you I mean, had it for PS3, so let's 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 go back and say that you played it. You played
3: the inferior PS3 version for 172 of hours. That w- yes, that was glitched to all hell. I played it on 360 and never had any issues with Skyrim. Well, no, it wasn't. It so wasn't well,
4: glitched I, I ent- to hell. It's more or less that there was the one the one glitch that's that caused all the issues for the PS3 version, which was the idea that if ever you went through a door or you went through uh, any type of loading screen it would read all your saves first before it went to the loading screen. And when you're a guy like me that played 175 hours with six different characters, it would read all 225 saves or 300 saves. Like to give you an example, on my PS3, uh, Skyrim save data takes a total of 550 megabytes of save data, which, which is a lot. It's so when it has to read all that to then get you through a door, it takes forever. But um, I've been playing that. Like I, I love Skyrim. I, I mean, going back into it, it's like I've never le- left. It's also because of the way I played. I haven't played it in a long time. Everything seems like new. Obviously, certain quests and things like that I remember, but not everything. I um, another game I platinumed Maneater. Eater. Um, I really
1: um, real back, real back, quick back to Skyrim. Yep. I just want to add that I also started Skyrim again. Because after playing Blades, I wanted to play Skyrim. Uh, but I started it twice. I restarted oh, it twice boy. and I didn't get I didn't. Well, I'm playing it on two different systems. I'm playing it on. Of course I'm, you are. What? Of course
4: you are playing on two different systems. Are you going to play on PC too?
3: Just play it on the Terraflop. Play
4: it on the Terraflop. Add those graphic drivers down, the mods.
1: Well I'm sort of playing
4: on PC Sort of playing on what class? I thought you would go PC all first on this one Like that's Skyrim's well, like the best on PC Let's be honest here Who doesn't want the dragon You can make again? a macho man dragon appear At the top of your mouth, Or t- Thomas the Tank this Engine is, oh yeah. Or Thomas the Tank Engine
1: Well true
4: And you can make him naked
5: True
4: You just stare at man ass all the time True Or woman ass True
1: Or
5: whatever you want to
1: I do technically have it to the, for,
5: for the PC. Uh here's the thing. I have it for VR. Oh. So.
1: So I played it for a whole five minutes before I was really sick.
4: Gotcha. <laughs> sick.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Now I understand.
1: <laughs> say- yes. So I like don't want to buy it for PC because I have it for PC.
4: Can you not like turn Um, off the VR version of the VR one, or is it like fully like you can't touch shit? Like there's not just a switch?
1: No, No, there's not a switch. You either have to buy the. If you want to have it, you have to have it on both VR and regular.
4: Jesus. No, okay.
1: Yes, and they charge like $60 for this.
4: It's still $60 on PC?
1: I think for the I think for the I want to say for the VR Oh okay.
4: is. i would say cuz I I mean uh, like the, it's only f- I think $40 for like the PS4 version so I'm like holy cow a game that's more expensive on PC than PS4 this is ludicrous.
1: No, it's cuz the it's the VR Oh okay, the VR the version. thing up. It's I mean it's really cool in the VR version cuz like I sat down and it it because of the cameras it reads where your entire body motion is so like when I'm in the cart I sat down on my, my chair, and I'm looking up at everybody, because it read that I was lower than
4: oh, what the actual part was. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah.
1: So, um... I
4: heard a lot of it with that but, one, is it's because when you swing, especially in Skyrim, like, it's a full-body motion swing and stuff like that, and I heard that's where a lot of people, like, it's one of the hardest games on VR to, like, do.
1: That's a possibility, I haven't even gotten that far, because... You Know there's two ways to do movement there's the teleportation, yeah. which turns the screen black and then you move, or there's the actual running, which is what I wanted to. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, which
1: yeah, just, just
4: me. now it all makes sense, it makes
1: you really sick, yeah. So, so yes, I also restarted uh VR, but I just haven't had time to play. Finish your game, sorry, no, that's okay.
4: I mean, it's good to see that there's more people. Like, actually, the funny thing is, actually, playing through Skyrim, I realized I'm like, wait a second, Blades, where the hell is Blades from in Sky? Like, in the Elder Scrolls universe. And then I realized after playing through Skyrim, literally, it is a, like a, like hundreds of years before Skyrim even happens. It's like, hey, the Blades, they're this, they're the original things that fought dragons. That's cool. They're extinct now. Nobody knows about them. So that means that Blades is technically just a game that they're like, hey, look, here you go. It's just, uh, let's just take all the universe of Skyrim. Don't worry about that. We're going to be forgotten about in five games. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, Man Eater, yeah, I platinumed that. Uh, it's a great game. I mean, I will admit I looked up walkthroughs to just do the collectibles because that was, that was all that was left. But I'm really hoping we get DLC for this game. I really want to go back after this. But it's still just a fun game to to play around with. Uh, PlayStation also gave us Call of Duty World War II, Um, so I played some of that. I'm just doing a level-by-level-per-day kind of idea. I really do like the idea that they tried to give us a story. I mean, being Canadian and being a... a, Well, me not being a historian of the war, but other people I know being a historian of the war, I really miss the idea of the old Call of Duty games where we used to play uh, everybody in the Allies. Uh, whereas in this one, it's mainly you're just an American squad, so I, I kind of missed that. Um, and then with that as well, it has that old school feel too. Like, do you remember that old school COD feel? Yeah. Where, like, you didn't. Your health didn't regenerate
3: automatically. You had to use. You had to use healing items. Well, this one does that, right? Um, so
4: it's it's kind of neat. Yeah. We're playing like the first time I played it. I'm like, okay, I'll just wait for my health to regenerate. It's so, like push left or push right on the D pad to heal yourself. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like.
3: Like, what the fuck is, You're like, what the fuck is it's that? It's like,
4: what is this? What's going on? But I do like the idea, too, is uh, with World War II, it seems that it's not as much as uh, the newer Call of Duties. It's more of, like, you're actually running out of ammo. Like, switching guns and picking up other people's guns is actually something you have to do. You're in fear for your life a lot more. You can't just run out. You're, you, you die if you do that. Um, so, I mean, that's something you just have to watch out for, for sure. Um, and then with, other than that, uh, two games I've played, um now for those just i'm gonna put this out because everyone's gonna be seeing it in the backlog beat down and i just want everyone to understand why i'm doing it and so they can not be all aggro about it i'm playing um some classic super nest games on the switch through the uh thing we get with the online because i have not played them ever before so just so people know i've never beat mario kart on the original super nintendo oh, so wait it it wouldn't matter anyway
3: because that's an eShop version, and it's not an actual cartridge, so it will be a different version of the game.
1: On top the of ca- that... The council you-
3: has spoken!
1: On top of that, if you would like to hear the story oh. about why he hasn't played these games, you can go back to our earlier episodes.
4: Oh yeah, and listen to why I'm called the Grounded Gamer, and why you can follow me on that. Um, So that's a fun story. You can go back there and listen, I think it's like, I don't know, episode, like... It's it's way in there. It's in, like, the 20s or 30s, I think, if I'm correct. But, yeah, if you guys want to listen to that. But either way, I haven't played a lot of those, so I went back and I'm playing them. Um, so, like, Mario Kart. I'm going to be doing Star Fox. I'm going to be doing Super Metroid. I have played Link to the Past, so I'm not going to be playing that. But there's a lot of good games I'm been playing. And the other game... Now, here's one that I, only Joe knows that I played. Um, I was going... I've been doing some spring cleaning as well. Um going through i'm gonna maybe slim down my games that i own and so i was going through my ps2 games my ps3 games and and i found a game called def jam fight for new york um on my ps2 (laughs) and it's
0: one of the best games ever made and
4: and the reason why i looked for it was because someone was like hey i'm looking for a copy uh does anybody have one in one of my groups that i'm in and i uh went in and i found it and then i was like no if i have to sell this how much is this thing worth that game right now on eBay goes for 200 US plus for Game Case. <laughs> and I was shocked beyond all belief. Wow. So I'm like, well, before I sell this game, I'm going to hook it up. My- I had to search high and low to find my PS2. And so now I've hooked up my PS2. I put in Def Jam and I'm going to be replaying through the story. Even though I haven't beat the story originally and 55% of the way through, I'm just redoing it all together. So, uh, that's another great game. Um, it really sucks that Def Jam Icon, which was the sequel to that, sucked a whole whole amount of dick. Um, I really wish EA didn't screw things up, but that's EA, so, I mean, we can't ask for more from them. Um, but other than that, Clyde, what have you been playing this week?
1: So, I've been pretty busy during the week, so I've really been playing on weekends. Uh, last weekend, Steam Did a uh, free weekend of The Darkest Dungeon, and I thought my husband would like it, so I told him, Look, why don't you try the game out? You might like it. He was like, Okay, because he likes roguelikes, and so do I. I've tried playing this game three times, I've no kid you, I bought it twice. I bought it for uh, the Vita, and then I rebought it for my PC. The only reason why I didn't want to play it on Vita is because. The screen on the Vita is so small, I can't see what they're saying because I have bad eyes. So I wound up rebuying it on PC. So I've tried three times to understand how to play this game. Because some of the mechanics I was having problems with, which happens. Sometimes I got to replay game. Sometimes games Jim will play and he'll help me understand it a little bit better. We'll, we'll talk back and forth. So I said, I'll restart my game. So I grabbed my laptop. Jim grabbed his computer and I sat on the couch Friday night and we started playing. And So at first he was like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna like this game. This is kind of weird and my guys are reshuffling Next thing, you know, he's buying the game with all the DLC because it was on sale for 16 bucks I'm like playing Saturday. All we do is sit on the couch and play together (laughs) Sunday we sat on the couch and played together (laughs) So I've been really addicted so for anybody that doesn't know darkest dungeon is by a small studio I think it was released back in 2015 or 16, I want to
3: say. I want this game so bad, but I want it on Switch. And every time it goes on sale, something else that I want it higher up on my list goes on sale too. And I'm like, fuck. But next time it hits $10, I'm buying it. Because I've wanted to play this for so long.
1: Yes. So you're sending characters into a dungeon to beat the dungeon. The only problem is the dungeon takes takes its toll out on your characters. Your characters can go insane. They can get diseases. They become fickle. You have to, so when you get back from the dungeon, you have to put them into the brothel. You have to put them into the bar to drink. You know, you have to let them pray. You have to put them into the asylum to get rid of the stuff you don't want. You have to put them in the medical treatment to get rid of the diseases that they pick up. And so your characters die and you can always just recruit more But then you have to go through leveling them all again. So you want to try not to let them die when they get high enough level. Uh, But some funny shit happens. Like, Jim's character decided, she, she picked up a cork where she had a love interest. So she would only go to the brothel when she was in town. So, if Jim wanted to get rid of any of her, like, stress, because if your stress gets too high, if your stress gets to 200, if any character they'll have a heart attack. In the middle of the dungeon they'll have a heart attack. So, you guys keep their stress down. i watched
3: people stream this, like, endlessly and I'm like, and it's it's cool because it's, like, roguelike, so, like, every dungeon is different every time you go in, which is really cool.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, so his character had a love interest, so she would only go to the brothel. So, Jim's Getting her up, Jim, sending her to the brothel, sending her to the brothel. Well then she gets another quirk. She gets um, weird interest. Her interests are so weird that she's kicked out of the brothel. She's not allowed back into the brothel, so she yeah, <laughs> she's, like she's into
3: some kinky shit.
1: <laughs> right?
3: Kicked her ass out.
1: Yeah, exactly. So she turned
3: to, she turned into a furry and they were like, No, nah, no furries allowed, yo.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's just been making me laugh. And I've been playing, and I was like, oh, this game's so fun, I'm gonna 100% it. There's, like, 140 trophies in this game. Yeah, that's insane. I was like, Ugh, probably not. But.
5: Did you beat it? it? Did you beat the, did you beat, like, the initial dungeon yet?
1: What do you mean, the initial dungeon?
3: Like, did you beat it? Did you get through the dungeon?
1: Well, it's not. That's not the best way to put it. You have to get through, like, 55 weeks and there's all these quest goals that you have. Yeah, I, I know. I haven't gotten that far. Like, I'm just... It's freaking hard. When you go into a dungeon, yeah. you gotta buy food because you randomly get hungry. And then they added a whole bunch of DLC, which, of course, I bought I bought originally, so...
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging. Um, I have it on Vita, and I've been meaning to revisit it um, because, like, the other thing is that You level up your warriors and you have to keep them alive if you have any hope of trying to conquer some of the harder, like, monsters and stuff. And it, like XCOM, it is painful when you have ranked up, um, a warrior to sufficient strength and then some monster just kills it. Kills him or her. Our good friend Matt G
1: was like, you should rename all of your characters the friends' names. I was like, No. (laughs)
5: Yeah.
4: just just rename' him after just... all of us, and then that way we can just go in the party and see who has each cork but like I was playing Dark and Dungeon this week, and randomly uh Joe's got this thing he's now got syphilis he's got syphilis, so I mean it does sound like our Joe,
5: but you know <laughs> thanks all right, so let's hop over to the actual topic of the week p s five prediction so. The PlayStation was supposed to do
1: an hour-long event, which we were all excited for, but they did make the conscious decision to hold off on that event. So we're going to give you our predictions. Now, I know this event was mostly games.
4: I think it was the system, too. I mean, really, I think that it's going to be the the showing of the system, a little bit of the games, and then, I mean, I think for moving forward, though, maybe we do the questions first that people have about the ones. We can- and, then that, and then we can lead back in because then that way I think it helps out get the good old brain juices flowing.
1: That's fine. So Matt G asked, who do you think is going to break first on pricing and release date?
3: Well, if it happened, it would have been Sony because I think they would have announced everything in one fell swoop. I don't think Sony's a company who likes to fuck around and like they're going to have like three conferences for the same damn thing. This was it. This was the conference for the system. This was to show it off. This was to show what it could do. So some of the minor features, not everything, but it was going to get you to be like, I want to spend my money on this. This is... They even said it in their thing. They were like, this is the next generation of gaming. That was the tagline for this. It's future of gaming. This is what we're going to show you. So they were coming with something. They weren't... It wasn't smoke and mirrors. This wasn't another Xbox fucking... (laughs) smoke and mirror show where they're like here's a bunch of games that are coming to xbox one and then you're
4: like but they're going everywhere else so cool well i mean Uh i mean i think the big thing is too when you look at it uh breaking prices i think this is why playstation is doing this now is to just get ahead of the curve because like there is someone in canada who's already listed a price for the console and says it's coming out sometime in the holiday and but the problem is it's like listed for a price that I don't think the consoles actually is. I think they're just putting a price tag on it just to be like, here's my pre-orders. You can pre-order now and try to get on the hype train. Um, but yeah, I think this conference that we did get was pretty much going to be um, the big, big bananas of here's the console, here's what it looks like, here the games are coming, this is when it's coming out. Be excited, be crazy, everything like that. So... I mean, I think they're going to break it. I don't think Sony's going to... I mean, if anything,
5: it's going to be Walmart. Walmart's done it before, so I think it's going to be Walmart. But uh, What about you, Roberto?
1: Who do you think is going to announce first?
2: I think um, Sony was very poised to, to, to deliver their thing yesterday, and it just, once again, everything going on, um, they, they didn't, you know, they, it was an understandable and right decision, um, not to, to have the show, uh, granted, I feel that they're going to be the first ones to say something about the pricing. It's, um, it, it is a very fluid ball game right now when it comes to all this. I mean, obviously they're, uh, like gaming, I have to say is, is kind of in a weird spot right now because when COVID happened, everybody wanted to play games. And now with social unrest and COVID, and murder hornets, the and among many other things, it's like I think companies are just they're in this really bad marketing and PR spot where they don't want to like they pro they don't want to put a price or or a big video down right now. Even Cyberpunk 2077 postponed their video to later on in the month, and it's it is a very just very fiery and 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 um fluid ball game right now that, um, so I think, I mean, I think that Sony's going to announce it first, but don't expect that that video that was supposed to air, expect that to be pushed back definitely towards the end of the month. And that's hoping that everything calms down. I
4: say, I say it's going to be and, on, I'm going to say it's going to be on the following Monday or the following Thursday.
2: Yeah. Cause right now, as it stands, this is, this looks like this is going to continue for at least another, I'd say another two weeks. And that's just wishful thinking. And then on top of that, you know, this isn't even including the fact that we're in an election year and I don't need to get into that, that mess. So, um, you know, it, it's to the point where once again, I think that just everyone should just not release systems until like 2021. And that way we have a fresh start and we just hopefully like, you know, we just because everyone's just done with 2020. Like this year, this is the worst year ever. I mean, which I'm optimistic. It, I've seen worse years, Hurricane Sandy, but in any case, um, yeah, I think that. The, but to answer your question, yes, Sony, I feel will 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 make shots fired first with pricing. Um, Microsoft did it last year first. Um, well, last generation, I should say first, and uh, you know, and then Sony kind of won in there, like won up them. I think Sony right now they've been they're very confident. They've clearly dominated this generation. Uh, in regards in on many factors not entirely but on many aspects so i think they're going to have the confidence to say yo we're gonna be at 499 or 399 anywhere in that ballpark and we're gonna be ready to go
1: i'm not sure it won't be xbox again i think xbox has a plan and i think they're going to be uh, announcing it at the end of this whole Summerfest, because I believe they have like a whole plan of-, of releasing with the latest Sony stuff. I don't think we were going to get any kind of pricing. I don't even think we were going to see the console. I think it was going to be games.
4: What do you think this is? No, they, they showed the controller. They're going to show the console. Don't lie to yourself, Kalai. You're just trying to put the thing. You know what? Microsoft <laughs> might want to try to sit there and do their thing. But Microsoft doesn't have exclusives right now. They never have had exclusives for the last ten years. Like, let's just forget about it.
1: That's not true. Okay, good
4: exclusive. Like cool- Can we talk about good exclusives? There should be a yeah. Kooba getting... good there should be a Kooba getting your K- 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 meme that
3: says show me the show me the exclusive. Show me show me, show the, me, the, me the last
4: exclusive that won game of the year in any c- any category that was an Xbox exclusive. Oh wait, no, sorry. Minus the rate
5: sports category.
2: Halo.
5: Uh what, Halo 2? True. I mean, there's
1: Halo... Oh! Halo 2? The zombie game's, very, z- zombie game's pretty popular. What
4: zombie game? DayZ? You mean the one that's on PC?
1: No, the, the, the survivalist one.
4: You mean the the other? Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. State of Decay? No, she's talking about uh, State, of, State, 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 of, of State of Decay. State of Decay. Didn't win, ga- yeah. didn't win Game of the, of the Year, though. Oh, let's see. Uncharted 2? Oh, that's a Game of the Year. Uncharted 3? Oh, that's a Game of the Year. Uh, Last of Us, all that's right, a game let's of the not year. Not devolve oh, into this. Let's, <laughs> we could devolve into whatever we want right now.
1: No, I want to get back to the...
3: <laughs> so, Clyde, I, I, get- I have a question for all of you guys, real quick. Roberto kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, and we touched on this a little bit in the past, but I think, like, going around the room and kind of talking about it again, in the state of, of you know the economy and the world right now, do you think it's smart that these consoles are released at the end of this year? No.
4: You can each go one by one. Okay, Corey, well, no, why? I just think that right now, it's, it's one of those things where, yes, they could release it now. I mean, it would make sense to release it holiday season, because then everyone that still has money is able to buy them. Everyone that's shit poor is going to have to wait till spring anyway, and it gives the companies time to produce enough consoles for everyone. But at the exact same time, I just think that with everything going on, they're better to wait till the mass market can
5: purchase these consoles, not just the, the select few. And so okay, Roberta, person. Clyde. Your thoughts?
1: Uh I would say uh yes, it is smart for them because with everything going on, gaming is a way for people to escape and the community has come together to help out. Uh, all this, so they should just push the consoles out. Roberto.
5: Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. So sorry, uh... I, missed your, I missed your your question. What, what... The, Is
4: it smart for them to release the? Oh, consoles you're saying this... yes,
3: as in like yes, you would like to talk now.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait. wait, wait okay. So
4: the question was that Joe asked is: Is it smart for the Xbox and PS4 to come out with everything going on to come out this holiday season, or wait until the next year?
2: Like I said, um, I really think that right now new generation systems are not on anyone's mind. Like I I think at this point, like I'll, I'll level with you here. Like if this, if this kind of thing was happening 20 years ago, you know, like you could just turn it off, you know, but you can't turn it off now with social media. And I will admit like, I was cleaning last week. I didn't play a lot of games. But then Thursday, I just, I ran into this almost like this moment where I could feel the poison of social media getting in on me. And I, I'm i telling myself, turn your phone off. You know what's going on. It's awful. There's nothing you can do other than just, you know, hope that everyone's safe. But you just, it, it's like you can't turn it off. And you see... So much of it. And then, even now, considering that, you know, I'm big into games, I do writing, I write for those for Rumors Rocket, Stack Up, you absorb a lot of that. And it's enough to where you don't, it, it paralyzes you mentally, spiritually, heartily. And you don't know what to process and what to say. Like, it, it took a lot, like, for me to say, Roberto, play video games, get lost in the game. And that's where I wound up playing Predator Hunting Grounds all weekend. So, um I would have to see go on to say that games should still c- release like The Last of Us and Cyberpunk, but in terms of a brand new state-of-the-art gaming system, I seriously think that they should postpone it until at least March or maybe even ne- next holiday season, just because, you know, I think the outlook's going to look better. By 2021, we should have a COVID-19 vaccine. I don't know when. I mean, some signs point to early 2021. But we should have a vaccine in place or at least better ways to treat the virus. So that that's one stress relief, everything going on regarding the social unrest and systematic racism. I think there's gonna be a lot of big change about that now. I mean, we're not going I'm not going to go into specifics because this is a video game podcast, but we have to acknowledge that that is what's going on in the world. It is everywhere right now. And people are, are using social media now as a massive platform to enable so, uh, so civil action, um, you know, and, and, and do things like that. So right now the mind is on, on, on this future of our, our, our social, our country socially. And then on top of that, you've got a presidential election and the candidates are both extraordinarily controversial and have very different outlooks, but uh, you know, and, and qualifications and, that, like I said, that there's a lot of detail to that. I'm not going to get into that discussion. But my point being is, there's way too much that is happening to where I don't think people are going to be on the mindset of buying a $600 system. Yeah, and, and not to mention the fact that the joblessness, the unemployment rate, it's it's, it's this is crippling on a global level. So if All I right, were well, them, let's, uh, yeah. uh,
1: let's get back to the subject of the PS5 prediction, So I kind of want to draw yeah. you back in. Well, um, I didn't get, I didn't get you... to say
3: my piece yet.
1: Uh, Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to turn it over
3: to you. Okay, Okay, so I think that they should delay it. I am also in the camp of Roberto. I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to afford it, one. And I think so many people have been looking forward to these launches of these consoles. To say, like, you can't come to this party because you can't afford it right now, is kind of fucked up. And it's like, and then I have, and it's, okay, so I'll take this from a stance of, like, I'm in a bunch of, like, video game groups on Facebook. And I've been flamed to death for, like, saying that this should all be delayed until next year. My friends are like, you're, you're fucking kidding, right? Like, we've been waiting so long for these consoles. I'm like, yeah, but they don't matter right now. There's so many other things going on in the world. Like, and they're like, well, I have all my money saved up. I've had it saved up for years. I have 700, I have, like, $1,000 ready to go. I'm ready to buy a brand new console, a bunch of games, controllers, the memory cards, whatever we need. Whatever proprietary bullshit Sony's going to throw at us. I mean, the question is, how how many games are we going
4: to get, though? At this point, there's no games. Like, there's, what, five games that we know of? We don't know. That's what I'm saying. We We don't don't know, know. and that's the big thing, is that if there's no... If if we're going to have this whole thing where this console is going to come out, there's going to be barely any release of games. Why sit there and push it out when it doesn't need to be out right away?
3: So, what I'm going to do to, to like, kind of, like, flame this argument... We're going to talk about this again next week, but we're going to... We're going to put out a poll. I'm going to put out a poll as soon as this episode ends... And I want to hear from you guys. And I want to hear your comments on this. And I'm actually going to put a question up. And we're going to read that question next week of whether this should be delayed. And we'll revisit this at the top of next week's show. And then we'll go into what we've been playing. Because like, I kind of want to like round this all out next week. We can still talk about predictions. But I, I really want to hear what everybody out there has to th- has to say about this hot button topic. Because it's becoming more hot button as we get closer and closer to the launch of these things. And we know little, little or nothing about these consoles than we've ever known before about any other console that's ever launched in the history of video games. Go back to any other launch, never this close have we not known the prices, the release dates, or what basically what the consoles look like or had any like hands-on with like development or seeing a game played on it. At this stage of the game, we're 6 months away, probably 5 to s- 5 actually 5 5 to 4 months away from a launch because they're either launching in December or October. Or, I'm sorry, November. October or November, yeah. which would make them four to
4: five months away. Which is crazy. Do you know how freakishly close that is? PS- PS3 and Xbox 360 had almost a year and a bit between there. Where launches. we knew what yeah. they looked like, knew what the price was, had pre-orders. The, it's gonna be insane we had the banana we had things. the bananas the playstation banana controller like that was the first time they revealed it and that was like what two uh, uh, two e3s before they showed off actually what it was <laughs> like you
3: mean the boomerang the fucking yeah. ugly boomerang yeah well
4: because they, they revealed that the one e3 and well, then thank they god back, they
3: revealed that in advance so we had time to change it
4: yeah and then they revealed the next the next e3 and it showed it uh they showed the proper playstation that we know and love the PlayStation Three, and it, it, yeah. it's even to the point. So the crazy so thing is, is and this is something I don't know if anybody picked up. They showed us that intro video of the PlayStation, and they changed the controller to black. Did anybody realize? <laughs> Thank it? you. Yes.
3: That was the next. that i'll say, so that's how I was going to rule this question <laughs> on. Okay, guys, you guys see that they changed the controller to black? It doesn't look like it's just a white controller in a black background. It actually looks like they changed the entire controller back to a black. And it's controller. one color. Did you guys pick that and up it's as one well? color. It's one solid color because everyone bitched and complained.
4: Which means, and this is why I think, in all honesty, there, there's, if enough people complain about it, I think we might see a delay in other things. But back to the questions at hand, right. Kalai.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, do you guys have PS5 predictions?
4: Well, what about the next question? Oh, wait. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. You're right. We have more questions. Question. We have way I'm more. So sorry. Yeah,
4: we have questions. It's
1: okay. Um, Alex asked if you could peg one Sony owned studio for a new IP on PS5, which one would it be?
5: You go first, Kalai. Uh, I have no
1: idea. I-, I don't know.
5: All right, let's let the.
1: I don't think. I don't think. Well, I don't think that any as of right now. I don't think there's going to be any new Sony games. I think they're going to um, skirt on the tails of Horizon Zero Dawn two, uh, the Last of Us two. Hopefully, we get a uh, actually good sequel to the Order eighteen eighty six. Like they have so many IPs right now that I don't know if they really need a new
4: one. I, I'm i going to say my prediction is Naughty Dog. I think really, in all honesty, Last of Us 2 is going to be the last part of Last of Us. I really, it, it just with looking at the trend they had, the trend that they've had, uh, Uncharted launched on the PS3, ended on the PS4. Last of Us launched on the PS3, it'll end on the PS4. That means that, The prediction, the way that Naughty Dog has been going, we should see a new exclusive from them on the PS5, and it'll end on the PS6 or whatever the heck else comes out. Because we've already seen a lot of other uh, big names already move to a new studio, like Insomniac Games went and made Spider-Man. You know, we've seen... um, uh, Shit, now I'm going to forget that. Sucker Punch moved from, you know, Infamous to the Ghost of uh, Shirushima. So, like we've already seen a lot of companies move. Um, the only other one that I think might be interesting is Santa Monica, maybe. Might see something that's not God of War. <laughs> like, let's hope.
3: No, I think we're getting a God of War 2 first before we see anything from them, honestly. Unless, there's, unless they're working on two separate games at the same time, um, that'll lead me into my, um, my pick. Uh, I want to see Insomniac make a new game, or I want to see them revisit an old franchise. Like, I would love to see them either make a brand new IP or I would like to see them go back and make a new Sly Cooper game. Interesting. That's okay. what I, I... That's that's what I would want. But if if I could have any new game, I would like them to pick up a licensed franchise. um, Like they did with
4: Spider-Man? I can't tell you. I, what happened? Like with Spider-Man, like pick up a new franchise and just...
3: Yeah, pick up another licensed license franchise. And they could do... Like, I would like to see them... um pick up and like kind of do like a Marvel cinematic uh, game universe and just roll with another Marvel EP. Let's look, let's look at a black Panther game. Let's get another game because they've, they've tapped into Marvel and they have like this relationship now. And I'd like to see them like foster that relationship into more Marvel games. I would, I really would. I would like to see them start building on what they did with Spider-Man, but branching out into other, um, other, I, other I, Marvel IPs. I would love to see an Ant-Man game. I think an Ant-Man game would be really cool i think you can pull off a lot with the an ant-man game you're shaking your head corey you just don't fucking like ant-man do you i don't like that man i mean it's like low-tier marvel movie to me too but like i think it would make a cool video game like thor thor, thor was a badass see, video i think game thor on 360 be because you could i would love to see a new thor yeah or a, imagine if they made like a thor video game even this late in the game Cor- roberto would you not play a thor ragnarok video game that followed the
4: movie i would. With
3: that right. bitchin' soundtrack.
2: I, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, because Marvel had like a very spotty history in games in the last couple of years. I mean, you had good stuff like Captain America's Super Soldier, but then you had atrocious train wrecks like Iron Man 2 and even the Thor game. So, I think this Avengers Iron Man 2 game, was just kind of trash
3: because the flying movie. sequences. I think all
4: those games came out on 360 yeah. and PS3, wasn't it, Yeah. they? Yeah, like
3: yeah but like well, said, that's because franchised and licensed games died on, the, on Next Gen. Well, it's, gen. Because you, like, it's they also because the EA
4: bought their license for however long and sucked that high tit.
2: well also what what i mean is that the the marvel games had a licensing to sega and then after captain america's super soldier was actually really good but then after thor and iron man 2 they were like marvel actually cut their contract with sega but that's when sega was actually not doing so hot but the point being is um you know hey anything's possible like i think insomniac struck some serious gold with spider-man and Marvel and how that storytelling can be interpreted. So I think that that I would like to see continue with other heroes. I wouldn't mind even seeing smaller games uh, made in this regard. Um, I think that what Sony needs to do is also just bring it back to the to the indies, because they dominated with the indies at the beginning of the PS4 generation, and they haven't been doing so hot, you know, in this regard. Like and you know, the so pulse on the what ground you're, is.
1: So what you're saying is you don't think there'll be any new first-party studio games, new
2: IPs? At launch, I would be surprised if we get a whole bunch. I think there's going to be a handful. I mean, because, like, you know, but even then, we just, like, I think it's just, it's too... If if you were going to launch this thing in 2020, then you should have probably, and you have, like, a killer new IP or some kind of existing IP that you're going to bring on it, you should have made that announcement, like, maybe <laughs> around PAX East or something, just to kind of hype people up. Right. My um, Godfall. God, they make Godfall. Godfall. They, they right. Godfall is like right. Well, that's Godfall a new is kind of like their. I I I would suggest having an existing one to bolster it, um, and then making well, sure people... that those timelines are are locked in as well. I just think that the problem I mean, is people
3: think that that's Horizon Zero Dawn 2 though. Like people think that that's their surprise killer app for this thing that it's going to launch with Horizon or it's going to launch close to the launch window. I just
4: um, yeah, I was gonna say that's more PS Five predictions, but we'll... I have I have my opinions on that for sure. We'll
5: get into that. Yeah. Um, What's the next
4: question, Clay, Or do we have another question?
5: Yep, that's oh, it. okay. So, uh, who so wants yeah. to go first? So,
1: well, I was going to actually start with you. Because Fantastic. You said you think that
5: the... So, like, when we look at PS5...
4: He's got a list in front of him. <laughs> yeah. I, no,
1: no I, was, I, I wish. I was actually going to ask you a question. Oh, okay. Okay. So, your, predi- your first prediction is Horizon Zero Dawn 2.
4: Not mine, no. Uh, when it comes down to it, with everything... So, the interesting part about this console release cycle compared to any console release cycle we've had is unofficial news is the new news. Like, literally, we have rumors sprouting up from every single point, and that has been more publicity to each company than it is going, hey, this is what we have. Like, And this is where like we talk about predictions and stuff like that. For Xbox to come out and go, here's the games that are going to look like on Xbox One and not show us a single exclusive that's Xbox One exclusive, just kind of showed where we don't actually have anything planned. It kind of bursts all the rumors that they had going, whereas PlayStation, there's nothing they've shown, which means we have no idea what we're getting. Like from the rumor mill, like a new Spider-Man, like Insomniac hasn't come out with anything. We know the license they purchased, and they know that the game they brought out, that Marvel Studios was very impressed with the Spider-Man game. And the idea that we were hearing rumors of Spider-Man coming out for PS Plus meant to me that I have a feeling that, especially during this event, I think we're going to get free games during this event that they're going to show. I think Spider-Man is going to be one of those games. And my prediction is that actually Spider-Man 2 is going to be one of the PS5 release games. Because you think about it. They showed a Spider-Man demo showing how fast the, t- the t- travel time of fast travel was on Spider-Man. Why would they pick Spider-Man? Why would, out of all the games they could pick, p- showing load times, why on earth would they pick Spider-Man as the very first game they showed us of how fast it could be playing on something that's PS5, unless we're getting something like a Spider-Man 2 on PS5?
3: I will tell you why. Oh. And I will, I, will, I, will, I will debuff your, your prediction. One, because people bitched and complained about how long the load times are in that game and how great the game was, but the loading times were killer. And people were like, okay, well, if you put it on PS5, this is how fast it would look. And they're like, just, it's like, it just displays how fast a good game like that could process on a system that's more capable but, of running the game my, to its maximum potential. But here's my potential. thing, here's
4: Insomniac showing you this is what the game looks like and would play like on a PS5, which means they already have dev kits, which means they're already making something for PS5, which means they did that demo two and a half years ago, which means they have two years to make this game. Check Or, me. or again, to debuff <laughs> your garbage,
3: Is <laughs> just playing a PS4 disc inside a PS5, which means they have the dev kits. But that means that all they right, have guys, the dev kits. All right, let's, let's go with Joe. Joe, what are your
1: predictions?
3: That's it? That's all your predictions? No, Corey? my
4: predictions were going to be it's all black console because they're not going to pussyfoot around this two-tone bullshit and make it white. <laughs> they're going to show it being black, show people that, or make it, the the, the most interesting part if, if they would release this console having more than one color option. I really think that's something that they might do. I think they're going to pull it off. I think it will be a thing. Like pre-order yeah, color? Yeah, uh, they're going like to have a pre-order, pre-order what color you want. Yeah, like you think about it. Look at Nintendo. Nintendo's done it joy-cons hey the console's still black but the joy-cons here you can get yellow co- you were talking about the other day about how green joy-cons are going for like almost 200 dollars. on on
3: uh let's not talk about nintendo and joy-cons right now it's a very <laughs> sensitive subject that. to me <laughs> yeah. and nintendo we're can suck my about, but,
1: yeah and we're talking about sony so so <laughs>
4: hashtag fix the joy-cons <laughs> okay so but think, i think we're
1: think gonna the P-
4: playstation yeah so i'm gonna do three predictions just because then we can keep it nice and simple for one prediction one i think we're gonna have it where they're gonna do different color variations for the console prediction two i think we're gonna have two sony exclusives from well-known ips what ips those are i mean my prediction is that it's going to be horizon two and i still think it's going to be spider-man is going to be the two that are going to launch very close within the console of it coming out. Uh, My third prediction is that I think um, we might see... Now, this is going to be a very loose rumor. I have a feeling that PlayStation is going to find a way to make at least our PS3 libraries or digital libraries or um, at least the, the digital side of things backwards compatible. I really do think... We will see at least our digital libraries from PS3 and PS4, or at least physical discs on the PS3, be backwards compatible. I don't agree that we're going to get PS2 and PS1, but I still think they can go back to PS3.
3: I don't trust those motherfuckers because they lied when they gave us when they bought Gaikai. Oh, we're getting PS1 through PS4 all on the Gaikai cloud, and it's going to be cheap, and it's going to happen, and it never ever happened. We got a few PS2 games. We got, like, half of the good PS3 games. And then the other half that they put on there disappeared due to licensing rights. And then we have PS4 games that they give away for free every month. Or the ones that they give you on PlayStation Now. So, that's all your predictions? Because I'll go into mine. Yep, that's it. Number one. They're going to fix PlayStation Now. Because they know that this thing has to have a comparable... um, counterpart to Xbox Game Pass it has to to succeed it needs something similar to Game Pass something that's going to get people to buy the console and what what is that what is that i tell what is it? it's going to be PlayStation Now they I don't know if they rebrand it they're going they to have to match it, it. Can't are they going to match it with now. PS
4: Plus that's the real like the, the, is that
3: no no because they're greedy bastards just like Microsoft is and they're not going to put it as one package will it's, they it's offer one it's package will they
4: offer one package like, Kalai, Yeah, maybe at a reduce rate. Because Kalai, like,
1: isn't I, it you I, I, were I,
4: saying with uh, Xbox Live and Game Pass that on Xbox you can pay one price and get that together?
1: Yes, I pay $15 a month for Xbox Game Pass on PC, Xbox Game Pass on the Xbox, and my Xbox Live.
3: So, yeah, but think about how much you spend a month versus spending a year for both of those um, separate. That's it. It'd be almost comparable
4: no no dude xbox game pass by itself is close to 12.99 a month and then xbox live by itself is ten dollars a month which means together it's a Mm -hmm. save total savings of eight dollars a month which works out to 12 times
5: like almost a hundred dollars a month close to it because eight times 12 okay that's ninety six
1: dollars. That's
4: some crazy math that I did not understand. <laughs> Roberto is really good at math. I'm Roberto, Corey really <laughs> good at $96 math. Ninety six dollars a um, year is what you would save, basically around there. To uh, the f- the first issue is fixing.
3: It's fixing PlayStation now. You have to fix it. It's broken. Fix it. Uh, I I would say you need to have a a subscription based model. Maybe tier the model, like tier it oh, for gamers. There like go, hey, there like, we go. If you if you're if you're just playing this for new exclusives, it's this price if you want back catalog and newer games it's this price if you're a trophy hunter we got a trophy hunter price like they they need to lean into these communities because they they exist like they need to cater to all this shit and i i think they're gonna start realizing that they need to go back to catering to people and what they want because that's a huge problem now they're so far up their own asses because they're so far in first place that they're going to lose this console race out the gate because they're making stupid decisions. Okay. Like, right, we- you might lose to the goddamn Switch because you're just not making smart decisions. Nintendo just keeps m- making decisions and knocking it out the park. So you're saying we need With to- a lower-powered console than both of them. You're saying we need to bring back the Vita? No. <laughs> I- I'm saying they just need to be... Some- no one ever needs to bring back the Vita i'm just saying you need to make you need to make some, sorry daryl you need to make smart decisions and you need to fix playstation now you need to offer games people want like like the big fucking problem with playstation now is like i can't play final fantasy games on it i think that's ridiculous like those those games are known for being on sony consoles and i can't play any of them on playstation now they were there when the when the service launched and then like a, not even a year after they pulled them all down. I think that... But, th- but here's the kicker. If you had them downloaded when, when it launched and you still have them, you still have them. Because I know JT says he could still play his, but I, I can't play them because I never launched them.
4: Makes sense, okay. And another
3: thing, um, get rid of the pay-for-play shit on PlayStation PlayStation now. Like that thing where you can like rent a game. No one's fucking renting games. It's not nineteen ninety-four. there's no fucking blockbuster two feet from my house. Fuck out of here with renting games. Who's renting games? You renting games, Roberto? No, you're not renting games. You're not game flying. No one's game flying anymore. That shit fell on its face. I had game fly for two years. It was the greatest thing when I was an Xbox achievement whore. Love gamefly. But no one's using that shit anymore. Um make everything subscription based, make everything be able t- make everything downloadable. No more streaming. Like, downloads the future. Fix it. Like, I, I was telling Corey, like, certain. Like, it's so fucked up because when you stream a game on PlayStation Now, it has a separate save file than it gave you download from PlayStation Now. So I was
5: p- playing. Uh, I was playing. Um... C- calm down, Kali. I was playing uh, <laughs> DOA. And um,
3: I was playing it on PlayStation Now. And I played a save file streaming. And then I was like, oh, I want to finish this, but I think it'd be cooler just to just download to my console and finish it there because it would run smoother and I wouldn't have an issue of it dropping. Well, what happened? I download the game and it's like your save file doesn't even
5: exist. I'm like, what? It's the same goddamn game. Like, how is the save file just not go from one to the next?
3: You're supposed to be able to play anywhere, Sony. Anywhere. Like, I'm supposed to be able to put it on my Vita and get on the, get on the bus <laughs> And play my MLB this show, like in the commercial. But no, I can't even do that. Because your shit don't work. Make it work. Okay, prediction two. You don't have a Vita. <laughs> I, I I know. Well, no, apparently to Roberto, I do have a Vita. If you guys read the descriptions on the GameStuff Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. uh, prediction two. Um, They're going to step up to the plate and finally offer customizable controllers. They're going to do it. They're finally going to do it. They're going to be like, hey, we've heard the rumors. We've heard, we've heard the demand. We're going to let you pick your color and make your own goddamn controller. It's almost like they would let you do like, that with your console. Do it. So- just do it Sony. Just do it. Like let me make an all red controller. I don't want red with a black back. Or red with a silver accent. No I want a fucking red controller. I want the whole thing to be red. In the shade that I want. Not the red that you want to pick for me. Or the orange you want to pick for me. the magenta or purple. Or octo maroon. Like I want a red controller. Um, number three. And I'll make this one quick they're going to do what xbox did and they're going to copy like just like xbox or um just like a uh, playstation copied the trophy system they're going to copy the trophy tracking system which you've already had leaks that that's coming it was supposed to come to ps4 but i think they're holding it to ps5 and it's going to track all your trophies in real time Ooh. just like the xbox one does so it's going to say you killed x enemies out of this and when you when you hit the little home button it's going to show it on the side panel just like the xbox does it's going to show your trophy progress and people are going to dig on that like i think that's going to be um huge huge um just touching on games real fast i don't think there will be any um sony exclusive at launch except for horizon zero dawn 2 i God think Fall. that's going to be there godfall is already I think confirmed f- i think well yeah godfall but any any of the bigger ips that we i i i, I could see them okay so i could see one but it's not technically a... I guess guess it would be a Sony exclusive. I could see them releasing um, Bloodborne 2. I could. I could see them dropping the hammer, or at least saying it's coming, and it's only coming to PlayStation 5. The only place you're going to be able to play Bloodborne uh, Bloodborne 2 is on PS5. Roberto, what are your predictions for the lovely PlayStation 5?
2: I'm thinking... So, here's the big thing. The first is... Backwards compatibility, that is, um, Microsoft was criticized for that because people were thinking, you know, Microsoft is looking too far into the past and not the future, and that's a good argument, but at the same time, it's become apparent that nostalgia, if done right, can yield to very good results, and that's why we've seen the return of old franchises like FF7 Remake and things like that. So, backwards compatibility is going to be important, and I think it's going to be very, very crucial for PS4. I would prefer for there to be a master system that has everything compatible, but that's just not possible, at least as far as I understand. So at least with PS4 games would be very, very nice. So that's the first thing. The second thing would have to be, and, I, and it, this is, the, is that it's got to, yeah, it's got to compete with, play, with Game Pass. It's gotta, com, PlayStation now has got to be something that finds a means to be like Game Pass and better or more efficient. Perhaps the ability to play older games for so the PS2 and PS1 days with trophies with modernized controls, something along those lines, and offering a lot more than just two games, and also the selection being better, because as much as a gaming enthusiast that I am, and as much as I, I I encourage everyone to play something different and weird and not really to like something they usually play, Farming Simulator 19 is not a PlayStation Plus game. That is a budget title available for like 20 bucks right now, and you put that stuff for free. That was embarrassing. At least City Skylines is like a like that's a very qu- high quality game. I honestly think that that was should have replaced Farming Simulator, should have been if maybe even Predator, you know, the Predator Hunting Grounds or something along those lines. I mean that wouldn't have happened, but just something like a you know, premium top tier game. But regardless, that's the second thing. And the third thing had to be being the software. Game s- software Ships games and Sony has to reclaim the, the indie crown from Nintendo because when Nintendo swept in, they stole the sales of the indie scene. And while Nintendo hasn't been as good as it once was with indies, because back in 17 it was golden and now, like, it's you know, it's still pretty good, but there's some issues with that. Um, it still is a much more preferred platform to release your small games. The indies matter just as much as the bigger stuff. So they have to reclaim that. Now, those I feel are are certainly going to happen or likely to happen. Now, Pipe Dream that is Blue Moon, I'm not expecting it out of nowhere, is going to be some kind of a successor to Vita or the Vita legacy, oh. whether it's a handheld controller, a handheld something or other or re-releasing the PSP and PS Vita library onto the PS5. I think Jesus. I would love to see that. I, I, I um, feel you,
4: Roberto. I, I feel you.
2: Right. Because so, I think that what Nintendo proved is that handheld gaming is still a very viable aspect to video games. And it should be focused on and not just be overlooked for gotcha games and, and mobile free-to-plays, stuff like that. Uh, finally, oh, another thing that's not a pipe dream but also something to consider psvr that's gonna be very critical to their operation it's already been confirmed I mean, there was some right so there was some there was some speculation from uh i remember a few years ago they said like the psvr was becoming like the vita where there didn't seem to be a whole lot more support and i guess in a sense it still is right now because there's vr games but they're not being as hyped or or they get hyped on the blog and then like there's a couple of those killer apps like uh like the blood and truth and things like that uh, but there could be more software for it. And then, like, right now, the latest game is some dog video game. And the graphics look like they were made out of Play-Doh on the PS1. It's, it's like, I guess the gameplay matters more. I don't know how... No, it, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. I've um, looked at that game.
4: So, it, it's terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, yo, this is, like, the, we can't have another Life of Black Tiger again. So, um... That game's great. Let's, yeah. Let's, like... <laughs> let's, like, actually get VR... Developers and find VR games and really try and bring more VR and PC games to the system, more indie stuff. Give these developers more money, more resources, more tools, uh, to get their games onto another platform. Make it more open minded. So those are the big things. Uh, once again, what will happen or likely to happen? VR refit, fixing up the PS now, backwards compatibility and software. Pipe Dream would be a Vita successor.
4: Now the last
2: and not. Now, least. I want to touch
4: on. all oh. I want to
3: talk. Wait, hold on. I want to touch on one thing that Roberto said. Like he talked about fixing. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he talked about. Why do you have two of them? What the <laughs> fuck? He talked about fixing. He talked about fixing the PlayStation. Uh, he talked about fixing PS now. Like I think one key way to fix it would to be similar to Game Pass. Have the games that are launching launch on PlayStation now, and compete with Game Pass for those rights to those games day one. Stop giving us old games. Give us something that's new, day one. That's why Game, Sto- Game Pass is kicking PlayStation's ass. Void Bastards. Because they're getting things like Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage, day one. They're Void getting Bastards. games like, uh, what's the Void other Bastards. one? Void Bastards, yeah. day one. Yeah, day one. Like, you don't have to buy them. They're on Game Pass. Well, like it... Sony needs to wake the fuck up and fix that. I think that's, that's like a huge problem. Uh, Kalai, go ahead with your predictions for the PlayStation 5.
1: Okay, so prediction number one is the conference that they are going to have, the first conference is going to be an hour of gameplay of. Of all the games they've already announced. You're going to get no new announcements. Because that's what Sony does. What? Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Whoa.
4: Whoa. Don't even sit there and tell me no new announcements. Because that's Sony does. Because Final Fantasy 7 Remake was a hidden release that nobody knew about it. And they showed it. And they're like, "Here, it's coming. And it was the biggest thing in E3 that year. Don't even tell me that Sony doesn't make new announcements. No. Microsoft doesn't make new announcements. They showed us gameplay of indie games that are all coming from PC that are already there. Continue.
1: Can I finish? Yes. Yeah. I think they're going to be holding their new releases for their conference. Because they've been doing their own Sony thing. Remember, they pulled out of E3 to make their own thing. So they're not going to release anything too early. And it's been typical for Sony as of late to show up to every conference they go to and just show the same thing over and over again and maybe drop one new game. So there's that. My hey, second... when you're
3: when you're when you're first placed on King Shit Mountain, you can do shit like that and get away with I'm, it. I'm, I can't the remember.
4: I can't remember how many times it, have we seen things about Halo Five and never seen gameplay. Oh no! Oh, shut six? up!
3: Shut up, Corey. That's not the point. I know. That's not the point, Cole. I continue.
1: The second prediction that I have is that um, there is going to be backwards compatibility, which they've already confirmed, but it's going to be through the PlayStation Now. I think a lot So it's the- going to so
5: it's going to continue
3: to suck like dog shit is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yes, I think you're <laughs> going to get I they I think they're going to add like PS2 and PS1 games, but you're going to have to go through the PS1 now. So so just- but it, so no no,
4: but just I just want to confirm. I'm not I'm not shitting on anything here on this t- side. So are you talking about how kind of like how Xbox does it with the Xbox original games where you put the disc in that you own of that game into your Xbox. It reads that game, realizing it's that Version of the game, and then you get a downloadable version that works on the Xbox One.
1: No, I think that they're going to push it through the PS now to try and but, get everybody to but, buy But but that PS- doesn't
4: explain backwards cap- capability. Like backwards capability means the idea that I'm able to take this these two copies of uh, Final Streets Street Fighter Anniversary Collection that I own. Don't know why I own two. And then put them into my console and it's going to be able to play that game without me having to you without having to pay for that that game that that's right,
1: but is it isn't they're saying right now that the PS4 is kind of backwards compatible to the PS3, but you've got to go through PS now am but correct, but, that, Joe? but that's
4: but what I'm saying
3: yes. is
1: I'm talking to Joe am I correct? Joe uh,
3: yeah, you can only play a handful of PS3 games on well not a handful you can play a bunch, you can play over like a couple hundred um games from PlayStation but they don't say it's backwards compatible the now
4: they say you can go back and play games from the ps3 era there's no the, the key word there is compatible and like i say how xbox does it and how i appreciate xbox is for the 360 they did it where if you had an xbox original game like brute force halo 2 halo 1 halo 3 if you had any of those games you could pop them into the system And it would download a version of that game that would work on your 360 or a patch that would make it work with the original disc. And they did that with the PS3. They did that with, or the PS4, they did that with some of the PS3 games where it was like Call of Duty, FIFA that year, and a couple other ones. Where you could plug in the PS3 version of the game and it would download a version that would work for PS4. And like I say, I'm hoping they don't use PS now and they do something like that, but like... I wouldn't well, call that backwards compatibility because I mean that's like saying, "Hey, look, we're going to give you this service, but then you have to pay for all the games you already own." That's not backwards. That's just
1: right. But I'm going to say that I think that's how they're going to bring the PS2 and PS1 era of games in. But then,
4: but then we've so already got. So they're going to make it so I have to own those games. But that's what I'm trying to
3: get. What's at. That,
1: Joe?
4: They're going to make it
3: so I have to own those games to play them, or they're just going to have them available on PlayStation Now.
1: They're going to have them available on PlayStation Now.
3: Now, are we getting trophy support for these games? Or are we just getting the games?
1: Probably not trophy support, just the games.
3: See, I don't think Sony. I don't. I don't. I think actually, officially, neither Sony or Microsoft release games without trophies. I think it's actually in their like thing. You can't. Well, d- it's here's not a the thing. You can do here's anymore. the thing
4: too is when it comes to licensing issues, PlayStation's not allowed to re-release PlayStation One or PS2 games without the the consumers prediction like without their approval for that game because they have to earn a revenue from the resale of that game that's why xbox is allowed to have it where if you own the original disc they're allowed to build a patch or build a version that plays on that system and that's why i think that if they have to go this route they would have to do it on a disc-based version because if if they go hey we're going to give you final fantasy 7 the ps1 version for you to play they would have to play square enix a certain percentage of the money for having you access to that game under that service. And I just don't think there's enough money to give out through PS now, especially right now to say, Hey everyone,
5: here's your 10 cents for every single game you have on the PlayStation now library. My last prediction is
1: that, uh, what's going to happen with the PS three is going to happen again with the PS five. I think that, so, I'm going to put it this way, Xbox had a humble awakening when they released the Xbox One. They did a terrible job of it, and they're re-correcting that now, and they have to have a good launch for the next Xbox One series, whatever they're calling it. I think PlayStation is so on their high horse that they think they can do anything, and that hurt <laughs> the PS5 in the long run. Uh, let's
4: remember the but let's remember why the PS3 had issues at the beginning. Because they didn't have exclusives when they launched the PS3. Xbox did, and lo and behold, when at the end of the console cycle, when PS3 was pushing good exclusives and Xbox wasn't, that's when they dominated, and that which led their domination into the PS4 era. <laughs>
1: So it does have nothing to do with the fact that games couldn't run on the PS3. Like, for example, uh, Skyrim. Uh,
4: Skyrim, when... when, Their cell processor, uh, fuck them, Corey. when, 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 When Skyrim came out, PS3 was already in the lead. So don't blame it on the cell processor of what was playing on the console. No, it, it wasn't. Was. Not
3: by 1990. No, yes. they were not in the lead by 19, 1999 or not no, 2009. No, they were not. Yes, they were. You want no, to look up the numbers? No, they were not. You want to look? No, up they, it, were the they were not. I
4: will research the numbers. I they will research the numbers. I will get not. it back on the no, show. They were. Not. I will do research and no, I'll no, prove no, the, when the numbers were. Go
3: go go! Go be that statistic Corey yeah, that you can. I be. will.
4: But you're, I call your bullshit on because that because because Uncharted Two was when they took the lead, which came out before. Skyrim. You know why they took the lead? Let's be real. They took the lead. Why'd they win the console race, Corey? Because they had exclusives. What happened? What happened to Microsoft? They didn't have exclusives. No, no, no. What happened? They lost all their exclusives. No. What happened to the system? Uh, the red ring of death. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, they you want to hear something interesting? At you want to hear? No, no, no. At you want to hear something interesting about the red ring? They counted every one of those red rings as an extra console selling, and that's how they pushed their numbers in the beginning of the console cycle. Xbox buffed their numbers, and that's when, in the end, when they fixed the red ring, they lost the cycle because, guess what? They didn't have twice the amount of consoles buying. Boom, done. PlayStation Three won that because they had exclusives. I
1: just, I just like the fact that I make a prediction, and you have to act as if you're defending my. You're defending that I am completely wrong. Literally, I'm a Sony pony. Opinion.
3: I'm a Come Sony on. pony. Watch me gallop.
4: No, I told you. Right, already it's what, Corey. No, I already told you what Xbox is doing. Like
0: hippity hippity Hoppity no. Hoppity hippity. I'm a Sony pony. No, no.
4: I owned an Xbox. I owned a 360. I was on the pr- on the almost on the way of getting an Xbox One. So let's not talk about it's it's the idea of if we're gonna have predictions, we have to like look at the the facts of what actually happened. I feel like you have to be critical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we can have a discussion about each one of our predictions
3: we don't have to like you don't have to flame i us, know or, I, but you are a sony you're, you're a super sony right. pony it's okay it's okay all
1: right all right that's gonna bring us to the end of our discussion if you do like us please subscribe and rate us we have a twitter account it's da- game stuff cast we have a facebook group to search game stuff podcast you can participate with our patreon you go to patreon.com forward slash proven gamer if you'd like to get in touch with with us You can talk to us in our Facebook group. We're all working to like talk more in that group. Uh, You can also reach us on Twitter. Me, I'm at kalai21. That's K-A-L-A-I. The number twenty one. You have Roberto, who's at jhuty88. That's J-E-H-U-T-Y88. You have the grounded gamer for Corey. That's two double D, no E. And of course, you have. Joe here, who has a Twitter and doesn't really use it, but hey, it's at MrTMNT84 that's capital MR capital TMNT84
3: So I'm using it for the movement <laughs> hashtag fix the Joy-Cons <laughs> Fix them, Nintendo because this is
5: bullshit um, Make Nintendo great again
2: And may the force be with you
5: And also with you, sir
1: And if you'd like to also help us out, you can go to ProvenGamer.com, click on any Amazon link, and do your shopping like normal. Uh, You can also check out our link to Humble Bundle. We support the charity Extra Life, so go check them out. Get really good games on PC and Switch, and again, it helps out the children. If you like this show, check out the other shows, of course, Trophy Horse, and PG Spoilers when we decide to post them. Um... I also want to thank Isaac Sago for our logo. Thank you so much. I just love it. And of course, the band Take Away the Ugly for our songs. Thank you guys. I love your songs as well. So, thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of Game Stuff.
4: Keep happening,
2: guys, Have going, and keep guys. gaming. Be safe and well. Treat each other with love and kindness.
5: Hashtag fix <laughs> the
3: Joy Cons. Do it, Nintendo. Just do it.